Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. We back, but we three-man weaving. You know, we, we got to Philly, and, and Mike got sick, man. I Go. feel like there's always a 30% chance when you travel that you're going to come home sick and and it'll be in Mike this time. That's such a crazy percentage that you just gave. 30% I mean, seems very high. Think about how many people we met. We met over yeah. like 200 people giving handshakes and high fives and hugs and On kisses a dirty too. Ass plane. Dirty ass plane. Some of y'all, I, I, I think the plane is a place, the only place I'm like masked up completely uh, because of the circulated air. But like, you know, Mike was stugging it out and here he is sick. I, I do want to say. Feels a bit weird that the Lakers lose and then Mike is not here all of a sudden. I mean, if my favorite team just got swept, I'll probably be sick too. Well, your favorite teams, none of them had the opportunity to get swept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mike, man. Get well. This is why you got to prioritize being clean. Prioritize being clean. Washing your hands. I agree with KB in the airport and on the airplane. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. Got to have that mask on, in my opinion. Um, but this is why it's important to sanitize. You go piss, wash your hands. I don't Sanitize know if, and wash your ass. I don't know if Mike does these things. I don't know. <laughs> Sanitize and wash your ass. Um, but get well soon, Mike. And I, we don't even know if Mike is sick, to be honest with you. Nah, he, he's dealing with it. No correlation with the lake. But no, he, he don't know if it's allergies, sick. Oh, he well, don't he know said what's going on. he thought it was allergies and then it started messing with his throat. And then oh, that's like oh, universally. You sick. You sick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you know, Mike is, Mike don't, he don't want to ever admit to feeling anything. Yeah. He don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> he probably his thir- throat probably was on fire the whole day, and he was just in denial. Damn allergies, yeah. But um, <laughs> ain't nothing worse than getting that scratch in the back of your throat, and you just know it's coming, bro. Yeah. For the next but seventy-two I, hours, I wonder when people don't first get the sense. Am, am I the only person who goes to treat it immediately? I, I try know a to. lot of people yeah. who get some type of sense of it, and they just sit like, oh, "I'll see if it is." But no. I'm immediately going to get the cough drops. Immediately doing everything. Yeah. To get to get the it vitamin out of the way. C and all that. Everything. Yeah. Emergency. The emergency packs is on my C? fucking yeah. counter right now, because it's just like, what am I waiting for? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it, you definitely get the warning signs, but it's just hard to. I guess some people just be like, fuck it. Yeah, I just hate, <laughs> I hate being sick so much. I get my ass up. I go right to Walmart. Being sick is one of the worst things ever, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, not one of the worst things ever, but. It's like that week is just hell. It just feels terrible. Yeah. No, yeah. We back from Philly, though. Um, Philly was a great show, man. Shout out to everybody that came through. Great crowd. Um, Fans show love. Yeah, it was... It was Getting some faces to names that you recognize in the community was dope. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, It was good. It was good. I'm hoping that every stop gets better and better. I think we got things we got to work on and fine-tune. But I, I love the fact that everybody came out. Whenever you have people... Saying they drove from places that's six hours away, mm-hmm. three hours away, an hour and a half away, is very um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kinda, you know what I mean? To keep keep this thing going, but it was good to to shake the hands and we was out there signing and taking pictures for two two extra hours that I didn't even really yeah, it didn't, yeah, really it didn't even feel like two hours because it was we was told it was cool though it was like fun it was like y'all y'all been doing this for two hours we thought they were talking about the whole thing yeah but just the signing things with y'all it was like two hours we stayed after and just kicked it with y'all in Miami we coming man yeah Miami June we 15th or 16th is not set in stone just yet there is no link to RSVP but we just want to put that on y'all calendar that if you are interested in the Florida area Miami June 15th or 16th through the wire we'll be doing a live show in Miami um, where the NBA finals might be taking place which is kind of cool and I'm gonna tell y'all because I don't care with the RSVP make sure you RSVP but knock down the walls knock down the building like come pack it out 
Make motherfuckers make room for you. If you got to stand in that motherfucker, stand. I don't, ain't no such thing as cutting some shit off if you want to come see through the wire. The yeah. man that you get in that motherfucker, uh, fill that bitch up to capacity. <laughs> uh, if you got, like I said, if you got to stand in there, stand in there, do whatever you got to do. Don't take no for an answer. We want this shit packed out because the feelings and the emotions that people get to be able to sit and chat with us and go back and forth, um, it's prices. And we want everybody to be able to have that moment and come experience a live through the wire show. It's real, real dope. And um, it's only going to continue to get better and better. Like I said, great show in Philadelphia. The first of anything is always uh, kind of like a, a a gauge. Yeah. And then you always get better and better after that. So, like I said, good show for the people that came out. But we definitely going to continue to take it up each and every notch in any way that we can to perfect it. But we back at the crib, man. That's back we at are. the damn crib. Like uh, like we never left, and you know who back at the crib? The Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers. Well, actually, they were already at the crib. <laughs> well, they staying. They lost at home. There's no flight. <laughs> the, on, the only flight is to Cancun potentially. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel. A sweep in a conference finals potentially both. Um, this is where you wish to get the best basketball, but then you also looking at like the Nuggets are out here handling business. So it's also, you got that perspective. I'm kind of caught in the middle of like, do I love that a team is dominating and, and doing what they do and earning their respect on the way to the finals? Or am I that selfish of a basketball fan where I still want my six or seven games? I still want some dramatics. I still want, you know, the Celtics to fight back and not look so damn cool while they're mm-hmm. getting their ass busting on the verge of going home. But, you know, you got the Jimmy Butler story. You got the Nikola Jokic story. The whole Nugget story of every time they've played, the story has been elsewhere. It's about KD and Devin Booker, LeBron and AD. Um, I don't even remember who they played in the first round. The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Nobody, t- nobody paid attention to that The Timberwolves series. stole Timberwolves a game. game. They At took least game. they took a game. Somebody here thought that they was going to take four games out of that series. Who? Was that it me? It wasn't me. It wasn't you. Oh, it was you? I said that? Yes, you I remember the we, made, we yes, you remember you were like, oh, I bet it. I was like, make a bet, and I was like, put a thousand on it then. And you ain't want. Oh, bro, that that was <laughs> this was at the last game of the. This was during the last game, game four, and I was like, hey, KB, they gonna do it. They gonna they gonna make history, and they gonna. Oh. I was fucking around. I was mm-hmm. not serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, I I feel what you're saying though, P. The good thing about it is like. Out of the seven games we've had in the conference finals, only one of them was a stinker, and that was game three between the Celtics, Celtics and the Miami yeah. Heat. Like, the Lakers won every single game. So, though it wasn't a longer series, it was like every single moment mattered. But I agree with you, man. The, I think the more basketball, the better, um, especially considering if the Miami Heat win tonight, we got a week of nothing. We just yeah. going to be sitting around ranking point guards or whatever the hell we do when there's no basketball. Um, but but the Denver Nuggets took care of business, and you got to appreciate it. They've been dominant this entire run so far. There's only been one moment that you were thinking like, ooh, is it is it about to happen? That's when Devin Booker didn't miss a shot for two games. Yeah. But other than that, they've been just coasting, doing exactly what they needed to do. Yesterday, the the Lakers made some changes to so their starting lineup and stuff, and you know they told us two mm-hmm. days before Mo Bamba was available. And I was like, yeah, this ser- this series is over. Because Mo Bamba being available was like the biggest talking points. Like, Mo Bamba's not coming in and changing no goddamn series in 2023. So when they said he was available, I knew it was over with. They made the changes. They came out hot. LeBron had his best playoff game of the season, dropping 40-plus points, 30 of those in the first half. And then in the second half, third quarter, they lose about 20 points in that quarter alone. And the down the stretch, Nikola Jokic hit some fucking ridiculous shots to show why he's the best in the world, man. 
Yeah, I think this was one of those games where it was just like it was just fun to see LeBron come out and give us one of those vintage performances. But it's just usually when he does these type of performances, is usually enough. But uh, this time, I guess when your co-star Anthony Davis, who is supposed to be the one putting on these type of performances, he doesn't show up throughout four, three quarters. Defensively, he was there, but offensively, the impact just wasn't there. Um, and it's just unfortunate. I would love to see LeBron come out and have one of these performances and actually win and actually get a chance to at least go to Denver. Because when you're in these situations, you just got to take it one game at a time. But and, uh, that, I think that's my biggest bone. My biggest bone to pick with the Lakers and LeBron is that they came out and they waited to this. I think if you yeah. have this performance in game two, hell, if you have this game, this performance in game three, there's some life in you. You know what I mean? But the fact that they were hanging on and they were looking for different performances from guys to really get through. Uh, you had Anthony Davis in inspiring game one that really looked like, oh, shit, him and Ant- him and Jokic can go head to head. But then the game two, you know what I mean? Um, and then the, the, I just the, the disappointing series, series from a guy like D'Angelo Russell it's tough for them. Yeah. With the different lineup changes, they you're starting uh, Schroeder, then Vanderbilt, they flip-flopping so much. They needed something like this to be able to hang on to er, way earlier in the season. This kind of felt like, hey, I'm going to finally leave everything out on the floor, um, which you respect, but I think it means so much more for this team in this series if it happens before you're down 3-0. Mm-hmm. You know I, I want to give a big shout-out to Jokic and his defense. It was much improved during this series. Uh, this whole playoff run has been really good, especially when you talk about him against Anthony Davis, who when you talk about foot speed and ability to put the ball on the floor, Anthony Davis definitely has him beat, and that's something that Jokic struggles with. And Jokic did a great job, even in picking rolls and dribble handoffs. He made he would hedge, and he would get back to his man. Like, he did such a good job that is like he was like a completely different defender than you've seen in the past. And I just love to see like players take what's their weakness and and they hold themselves to kind of when they take pride in that shit and they go get better at it. Yeah, and he, that's and that's amazing. He killed the narrative last yeah, night. Yeah, for sure. Um because I remember I remember it so specifically because last year in the second round when the Nuggets were going against the Warriors, he told Jamal. No, we were in the delivery room. Like Avery was being born during that series. So Avery's born and the next morning I'm holding her and I got ESPN on the TV. They were talking about whether or not you can win a championship with a guy like Jokic as your center. Because if you remember in that series, Steph Curry and the Warriors fucking decimated that team. So I'll never forget that segment because that, that was like the biggest moment of my life, you know, with baby being born. But like he completely killed that narrative at all. There's not a single point in this series, in last series or the series before that, where you're like, damn, Jokic is overmatched defensively. I remember him going up to Draymond. It may not have been in the playoffs, but he t- he went to Draymond. And he said, "I got I got better, right?" Because Draymond mm-hmm. um, was on TNT at one point, and he was criticized. I think this is the year the Warriors weren't in the playoffs, and he was critiquing Jokic's defense. So the following season, after one of their matchups, he ran to Draymond like, "You see, I, I improved. I got better. You see." And Draymond had talked about that in a post game interview of like, "Hey, that's what the game is about." You know, you know, nobody's trying to down nobody, but I'm just speaking on a weakness in your game, and he took it upon himself to get better at it. And that's why I think a lot of the, the, the stuff in basketball is fun. You know, we're supposed to have talking points and narratives to, to, to create conversations, but this is why the game of basketball is so beautiful because a lot of this shit just be talk and circumstance, and that's why I kind of don't really dive into that type of shit too much where you see shit on Twitter like, man, I would take him because his defense and this, this that, and the third <laughs> because it's just like – all that matters is when the chips is on the table. Like, yeah, I always say guys like these shooting guards who you look at and say, man, but he don't defend. 
it's like, yeah, when his team, when your team is winning 23 games, I don't know anybody who's trying to drop down and get in stance and really guard up. But when the chips is on the table, you see things from players that you don't, you know, that you haven't seen because it's a different stakes. And I, I understand, you know, some guys are going to defend, but I just think that when, when certain things line up and it's on the desk, that's what it's all about. And I think this entire playoffs has shown that Jamal Murray is a guy that I don't know where we ranked him in our rankings. But I, I guarantee going into the next uh, season, it's going to be a different conversation. Jimmy yeah. Butler, I don't think we had him as a top seven player, top ten player. But I guarantee going into the, going into the season next year is going to be a different conversation. The conversation around Jokic's defense and can you win a championship around him, that's killed. It's just like it's certain things that happen, and it's weird that it has to take for something – crazy to happen mm-hmm. to be able to you know it's kind of like i think you just have to prove it at a certain stage yeah. i think for people to really believe you you have to do it in the playoffs and i think Jokic has shown in the playoffs that he's a serviceable defender but i think that's i think that's inaccurate because everybody bases shit off of shit that ain't in the playoffs yeah they're going to tell true. you yeah. they told you zach levine couldn't guard based off of all of the six the six years before he ever played in the playoffs, and that devin booker was empty stats before he made it to the playoffs <laughs> so it's like we have these conversations and these things around players, which I think is rightfully so. I just don't think you you tag it on to a player. I think you notice it, you speak on it, but it's like, I don't know, we haven't seen. But, like, they make whole uh, things about a player based off certain things, and I yeah. just think that it's a little too eager to just attach something like empty stats or not a defender. Because, shit, I think if you put anybody in the right situation with the right pieces around, they're going to be – at least an average defender and not a below average. Same thing with a, um, uh, you know, a guy who defends. If you put him around a bunch of motherfuckers who are in a losing situation, they're not defending, and there's no accountability. I don't think they're going to defend. No, unless not. he's just a fucking um, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is probably a guy who's defending everywhere. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just, it's it's a good playoffs. I I am a little worried, like KB said. That we'll have a week of nothing. I'm just I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, even getting to this point where it's only a game a night, we kind of was like, damn. Just a week ago or two weeks ago, we had fucking three, three four games, games yeah. every night. And it just goes, 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 goes. And before you know it, we're gonna be here with nothing. Yeah. To watch. And just gotta <laughs> wait to the draft and all of that shit and the speculations. Um, Luckily, rumors. the speculations start as soon yes, as a team gets eliminated. Yeah. Immediately. LeBron's now, retiring. Dallas is linked to Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Davis. <laughs> the Knicks are the leading favorite to get LeBron if he leaves the Lakers. That the Rockets crazy. are interested in Chris Paul again, apparently. Yeah, that is crazy. I think Why we, would they run back to James Harden and Chris Paul? Do they we, just want that veteran presence they so bad. They want something. We're going to talk about all those rumors a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but Jamal Murray, um, another one of those players that like, increases his play come playoff time we've seen it time and time again same thing with Jokic by the way Jokic's numbers are ridiculous you know when you think about I think he's averaging like 31 12 and 9 in his last playoff night he career. passed Will Chamberlain and triple doubles triple in the playoffs like that's ridiculous right and I mean he hasn't had a ton of crazy runs yet this is yeah. like the the first NBA finals appearance he had the conference finals appearance in the bubble um so they did get they lick back against the Lakers so that's something um but yeah he continues to up his play and that's dope because we don't see every star player do that. Where like 
so I'm not even saying that the lights are brighter, but the defensive schemes are different once we come to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And we see that with Joel Embiid, right? Where teams defend him a lot differently in the in the postseason than the regular season, and his numbers drop. Yoke is like, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm gonna continue to do my thing. Jamal Murray, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm gonna continue to do my thing. Even though last night we were in this court and Jamal Murray had like three back to back to back possessions where he was just dribble, 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 and we was like, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> uh luckily for them, they, they got came out, yeah. The stop, and he was the reason for the stop. He got all ball, the tie LeBron up, um, and here they are going to the conference, or going to the NBA Finals. Uh, Coach Mike Malone did a great job this entire series, I would say. Especially after game one where, like, it looked like they kind of had a scheme on them, and he managed to use Aaron Gordon to make sure he stay can stay on the basketball court. Especially, last, well, last night Aaron Gordon just kind of just took off offensively. He had one of yeah. his best offensive games Which in the is series. great because he stayed ready because if game three, Facts. he didn't play in the fourth quarter. They went with Jeff Green mm-hmm. um, to close out the game. And in this one, you couldn't take him off the floor because he was doing so much great stuff, whether it be backdoor lobs or hitting three threes when he had hit zero threes going into that game uh, in this series. So everybody stepped up, and they even shortened the rotation for game four where it felt like when LeBron was going crazy and they were down by double-digit points in the first half, if you the Nuggets, you're like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you want to come out and compete in the second half, but if we don't win, we go back to Denver where we're unstoppable and we'll just close this out in five. But instead, Mike Malone shortened his rotation, went with his guys, and his guys came through. And they they clamped up defensively. And, and the Lakers thing, as far as like having these long spouts of not being able to score the ball, continued to stay the point. And that's when the Nuggets went on a run. Yeah, LeBron that third quarter, he came out and he wasn't the same LeBron you saw in the first half. I mean, he gave and so much. Yeah, he first. gave so much. And it's like, damn, who the hell else is going to help him? Yeah. And it's like, unfortunately, nobody did. And then Denver cuts that lead. They end up coming up back and going up 83-81. And then it's just the rest of it was history at that point. Cause that Lakers gift that got them this far kind of was also the curse. Because they had this by committee thing outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I felt I feel like in this series particular, when they couldn't get something from a guy, they hurried up and ushered in somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So they they started Schroeder. That shit didn't really go their way. Then they felt they needed more size. They put in Vanderbilt. Then um, D'Angelo Russell started struggling. You saw more minutes from Lonnie Walker. Uh, this last game, D'Angelo Russell didn't even start. Mm-hmm. So it's like they just had so much that they were trying to go, 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 go versus a team like Denver, who I felt had a consistent. Two punch. Uh, yeah, consistent punch of people that they can rely on. Even when Michael Porter Jr. wasn't necessarily having his best moments, they had him out there on the floor and was like, shit, you know, if he continues to get these looks, he's going to make the ones that we need to win the game. And the defense respects you enough. Wait, yeah. the defense is going to guard you regardless. For sure. And, I think um, part of that goes to continuity, right? Where the yeah. Lakers basically having this roster for three months before then, they just still trying to figure out what the best lineups are. And then the Denver Nuggets have been this way uh, all season long. I mean, even – before Jamal Murray got injured, they had that what four or five game stretch with Aaron Gordon that looked pretty good. Yeah. So they's like, we know our guys, we know we trust everybody, and we just gonna run run it the way we can. But he did throughout the series kind of make feel for it, right? With um, like I said, with Aaron Gordon not playing the fourth quarter game three, uh, Michael Porter Jr. had a game. It might have been two where he didn't play the fourth quarter. Was like, we, we, yeah, we gonna run with our guys. And that game it was Bruce Brown, and, and the other game it was Jeff Green. Um, but yeah, the that Darvin Ham was. Grasping for straws. He's like, Tristan Thompson, can you do something? Tristan Thompson came in and gave him some energy. He did, did, but it's still Tristan (laughs) Thompson. (laughs) Bro, it was fourth quarter, four and a half minutes to go. Him and AD. They did a clear out. Well, him and AD on the court together is still crazy. But like they did a clear out and gave him a post touch. (laughs) And a win or go home game for them. Tristan Thompson got a post touch. And I'm like, bro, what is They had that man doing the the halftime interview. 
Yes. That was crazy. Because yes, <laughs> LeBron didn't even wait to the end of the quarter. LeBron left. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he left yeah. way before. The, like, not way before, but like 10, 15 seconds before the quarter ended. So, like. Yeah, he was gassed, man. I don't blame him shit. I just scored 30 in the first half. I bring all that up to, to try to just figure out where they're going to pivot in the offseason. And I think yeah. that's where they may try to push all of the chips in for Kyrie. Yeah, no, no, like, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, just because it's just like, yeah, in, in reality, during that stretch to get them over the hump and to get them here, it felt like, oh, we had all of these different options. But when it came down to that moment, you're still missing somebody that you can count on to help you get one of those buckets outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who can also complement those guys. And I think Kyrie Irving is that answer. Obviously, you know, it's going to be different things with Kyrie Irving because he could go back to the Mavericks. You'd have to clear out a lot of different things. I know they're yeah, prioritizing all. It'll the probably reads. be a, like a sign. It's definitely going to be a sign and trade. You Apparently, so? there's a sh- uh, there was a handshake deal between Nico Harrison and Kyrie Irving, so that's something to look at. But so yeah, the the Lakers offseason is interesting because as of right now, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Vanderbilt, and Max Christie are the only people with guaranteed contracts for next season. Um, Vanderbilt is like four million dollars. Max Christie's like a million, and of course LeBron is what forty six, and Anthony Davis is forty. So after that, if you if you announce the right zone. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and pretty much everybody else not named Austin Reeves, you have like $34 million in cap, which is not a max contract spot, but for some people, $34 million, maybe maybe Kyrie would be willing to take $34 million, but then now you just have Vanderbilt, AD, Kyrie, LeBron, and then whatever you match with Austin Reeves, yeah. and you got like a five to six man team, and now you have to build the rest to, uh, with um minimum contracts and stuff. I might and, take my chances. Yeah, Luckily, All LeBron team, teams yeah. have been like that. Like the championship teams where it's like we got our guys and we're going to sign Shane Battier to whatever. Do you think that – Mike Miller. Do you think that there are veterans out there that would look at the Lakers and be like, that's the team that I want to ring chase on? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you have a good point there. It's also a lot different because those teams, you could sacrifice that because LeBron was so younger and he was willing to backpack. Yeah. Now it's like you got to They also kinda, all do have the Los Angeles advantage where like – Everybody wants to live in L.A., you know? Yeah. So maybe we will take a minimum. And I think they're also a team that doesn't really care to pay the luxury tax to go in, to, like, actually have to pay more money. Oh, they're willing to do it. Yeah. I feel like they're definitely a team that's willing to do it, especially when you look at the fact that LeBron is hinting at retirement and shit. So, like. I think that's fully leveraged. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I hope he uses it to his full advantage. Because, honestly, if I'm LeBron, I kind of want number five shit. And if I don't, and if doing it here. (laughs) No, I know he really wants it. And it. If I could go somewhere else and do it as LeBron James, I'm gonna do it. I don't. I don't really care. You bring up a good point, KB. I, I now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I don't even really think that that should exist no more. Like, remember when he first got to Miami or the Miami years? They literally was like Mike Miller, Ray Allen. Yeah, get, just come rock with us. That ain't really in the NBA right now. Like no. Melo just retired, which we're gonna have to talk about and acknowledge. But, like, that's the type of guy who would have been, like, a Shane Battier, Rashard Lewis. Those guys is out of the league now. J.R. Yeah. Smith is supposed to be a guy that's, you know, jumping around on playoff contending teams. The league is kind of going extremely He's a golfer more, now. Huh? He's a golfer now. Yeah, the league and is kind of going um, more younger. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I'm going to look at some players here. And, like, these are dudes that will be free agents that I'm, I'm assuming won't get bigger bags from other teams. Um, and these are like the ring chasing, you know, type of dudes. Um, the first name on this list Kevin is Derrick Rose. Oh. 
Um, Derrick Rose to the Lakers. Will Barton. I'm just gonna name him. Will oh, Barton. But, but let's stop on Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. This is why I say it's like that. Should Derrick Rose is the prime example of a Carlos Arroyo, white chocolate Jason Williams that's supposed to be on these teams. He was just on a playoff team and didn't play a minute. Yep. The man didn't even have his accessories on. He <laughs> was so never forget that. Yeah, like, that was crazy. Funny. He was just naked out there. Um, you got like Josh Richardson. Is Josh Richardson getting more than a couple million dollars? He was good this season. He was really yeah. good. Um, I don't even put him in that that boat. He's how old is he? Uh, it doesn't say right. You had to past Will Barton. I think Will Barton could be a guy that could be a Laker next season. But Will Barton couldn't even really play yeah, on, on the, the Raptors or, or the Wizards. Yeah, or the Wizards. Where you I know. forgot he was on a Raptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets it gets rough after that because you got like Dario Sharge who was good, so he probably gonna get a real contract. Uh, Seth Curry, good. Probably getting a real contract. Yeah, Seth Curry's getting paid wherever he goes. Joe Ingles, thirty six years old. Didn't do. Didn't really do anything. May, maybe that. you know. Uh, Rudy Gay. I could, but he's Rudy also Gay. got a player option yeah. for six million that he might take because six million dollars is a I lot. I mean, of money I would for him. fuck with Rudy Gay, but I don't know how much I can rely. It's like a Jeff Green. Yeah. Yeah. But I could also see him going to the Lakers, though. Tory Craig, Corey Joe, now Tory Craig, Craig, yeah, Tory Craig. I would have to, I would have to take my chance on, yeah, because he showed us some stuff in the playoffs. Not that I would think he would play like that, right? But even then, like we're we're talking players that should be getting seven minutes in the playoff run, you know, not somebody dramatic. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see exactly what this offseason looks like because Rob Pelinka made those trades, and those trades were great to get them to the point they are. Rui Hachimura was a great pickup, and they're still interested in bringing him back, so mm-hmm. we have to maybe account for him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley played a huge part in the regular season, but once we got to the postseason, outside of D'Angelo Russell hitting those three back-to-back-to-back threes against the, uh, the Warriors, he was kind of non-existent, especially in the conference finals. Malik Beasley got literally no PT, mm-hmm. and then Jared Vanderbilt played a couple minutes, so like and he was supposed to be like they Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and they to be like doing everything. luckily enough for them, they didn't give up a ton to get those three players. So getting rid of them or you know trading Vanderbilt away again for the fucking twelfth time for Vanderbilt um, won't hurt too much, depending yeah. on what you get back. But yeah, you, I mean, it went from like D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers are interested, you know, have mutual agreements to maybe sign him back to me. Like, damn. That we really want D'Angelo Russell. I know they're glad they didn't sign that extension. I mean, he was hounded every series that they played. Yeah. Every series. And sometimes they were able to cover it, cover it up because Anthony Davis is great at what he does. But for the most part, when you got a, a, a such a cognizant guy and like Nikola Jokic and a bunch of shooters, he was unplayable, especially if he wasn't scoring himself. So if you want to make a championship run, can you rely on a guy? He's made $27 million this season and couldn't play in the playoffs. Um, I'm very interested to see what his market is going to be because mm-hmm. like when you look around the landscape, not many teams really need a starting PG. And he's I think he's looking to be a starting PG Future somewhere. Houston Rocket. And like I don't. I don't really see it. The one thing, the other thing, the Lakers do have is a seventeenth overall pick. Yeah, they have a seventeenth overall pick. Um, I, I like that spot in this particular draft. That's like three point three point four, three point five million dollars in the cap hold. Um, that's definitely getting traded this offseason. I feel like you think so, and I think that's where they make their mistakes at because that that that's what I'm saying. The league doesn't. People aren't signing the Will Bardens anymore. To be on these championship team order, they're getting younger. So, but like, you know what? The 76ers got DeAnthony Melton for a pick that was like 22nd. And DeAnthony Melton is a, is a really good NBA role player. So maybe Derek is right. But again, it messes up the cap space if you want to bring in a Kyrie Irving. I also don't know their situation about their other picks because they trade so many picks. Do they have 
is it the stifling rule stopping them from trading this pick? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because the Lakers have traded so yeah. many damn picks. It's just like you can't trade every pick. You know what I mean? You got that clause where it's like you can only do the odd years or the even years because you can't trade them back to back. This may be one of those years where the motherfuckers can't make no trade. You got to draft. You got you to draft your prospect this time. But I look at, like, the Nuggets. They had times where, yeah, this dude ain't a part of the major thing. But but a Christian Brown was able to give you some minutes. Yeah, yep. he was. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like and sometimes that's all you need. That's you need all you need is a couple. Yeah, a couple minutes. Hey, of not being asked. Yeah, just he be good. If Jokic is in foul trouble, come in and just play. Just give us some serviceable minutes, and that that's sometimes is something that helps you win championships. They've done a damn good job drafting. Yeah, they yeah. have. I just wish Zeke Naji turned out to play like good, but he hasn't played. And next year, Christian Brown might turn into you know take something those more, steps yeah. where you don't have to. F- F up your team by saying I have to pay Bruce Brown now if he goes out and have a bigger market because, you know, this is how it happens. You're going to championship run. Yeah, for sure. A couple sure. of your guys on your roster are going to be, you know, out there in a, an open market looking. And to Bruce Brown's going to be a guy that teams are looking at just because of his play on the court for sure. Yeah. T- championship teams want Bruce Brown. And the Lakers, you see you, what Austin Reeves turned into. Yeah. Like you should have confidence in, in trying to draft – and put guys in there because it has to happen. You but know, maybe, this pick, Max Christie's going to have to do something. Maybe for them, they don't look at that pick as super value themselves because they have been able to do it on the undrafted market with Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, these type of dudes. They may be like, man, we'll be able to find a diamond in the rough that did get picked up. So maybe we can move this 17th overall pick to a team like the Bulls who have no draft capital at all this season, first round or second round, I would be, and we'll take back I Alex Caruso. I they're stupid. If you can find a diamond oh, I in thought, a, I don't know why I thought you were about to say DeMar DeRose. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a diamond in the rough undrafted, imagine what you can do at 17. With an actual pick. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my my, my logic and my IQ behind it. Um, I, I'm with Derek. I'm very interested to see D'Angelo, Mar- D'Angelo Russell's market because, it's, yeah, it's already limited teams out there. It's going to be like a left field team. Like, damn, why did he go there? Or, damn, why did they sign him? I, I swear, I feel the it happened. Son signed D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. Right, somehow. <laughs> Uh, but no, I I really appreciate what the Nuggets did this series, man. I'm excited to see them in the finals for the first time in franchise history. I think this is one of the most underrated, dominant postseason runs that we've seen. They, mm-hmm. They're taking care of business. LeBron said it was the best team he's played against um, ever. Yeah, uh, he said the be- no, he said the best team me and AD have played against. So oh, me and AD. His Lakers tenure. Okay, okay my bad. Because he definitely say, got yeah. swept in the finals before by the Spurs. Spurs. So, yeah, <laughs> so and the, and the Warriors. Um, not swept. No, he did get swept one year. Oh. That first year with KD, when he dropped 51 and J.R. Smith. Oh, the J.R. Smith moment. Yeah, For some yeah. reason, I, I chalked that up as one win. I thought it was in five. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, Brian. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the the best team him and AD have seen. And if you look at it, yeah, for the most part. I mean, first of all, they've only got two real playoff runs. It was the 2020 bubble, the bubble. and then now. Uh, the other years, they got to the first round and lost, and then they ended up in the play-in. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they had a ton of playoff experience other than the 2020 championship. But that I feels like a fact, right? Uh, I mean, it was, yeah. It's, I guess no, the best the best team was Jimmy Butler and Bam them at that point. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Or the Suns that they lost to in the first round. You know when Anthony Davis got injured. Oh but, yeah, yeah. And that team also went um, to the finals, right? That was the year that the Suns ended up in the finals. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. I'm gonna take that Miami Heat team. That team was cooking on all cylinders. But Jimmy they, they was, ended up winning against them though. They did, but that was still a good team. Tyler and they Hero, took them to six. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Duncan Robinson got ninety million dollars. Was on that Heat team in the bubble. Jay Crowder also was on that Jay Heat team. Crowder. You know, I was watching some Warren Dragic. some old old footage of Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and they were you going were. 
against the Heat <laughs> and the Mavericks. Right? In the Heat, um, no, no, not that one. Um, not in the bubble. I'm talking okay. before bubble. But the Heat had a lineup that was Luol Dang, Justice Winslow, and Amari Stoudemire on the court together. I remember them Amari Stoudemire. I'm like, holy fuck, That was a good fuck, 2K bro. team. I forgot. I forgot about Amari Stoudemire in Miami, bro. That was a, that was a real good 2K team. You could you could you know get a little bit out of him. If you want to waste three hours of your life, go watch Michael Kidd Gilchrist shoot um, all the jump shots in his career. Or go watch him <laughs> in high school. He was like, damn, this dude fucking these motherfuckers up. Yeah, <laughs> at St. Pat's. That'd be so many NBA players, like, highlight reel when they in high school. They just be fucking niggas up, bro. Just, just bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Then yeah. you get to the the level where it evens out. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm I'm fucked up. That's why it'd be hard to gauge, like, high school players. If they don't play their first year in college, it'd be like... How good is he gonna be? I, I think haven't... that's the questions that the scouts are having about the Thompson twins right now. They play, but on, I feel like there's. Tra- I feel like when you watch it, there's shit that you should be able to see, especially if that's your job with mm-hmm. like the scouts. That's translatable. So like, like when I was looking at Shane Sharp's high school game play, it was like he's just way bigger and way more athletic than everybody on the court. He, he also <laughs> shot off the dribble, shot off the catch. There were certain things versus, like, Michael Kidd Gilchrist overpowered. He dunked on everybody. I watched. If you go to YouTube and type in Michael Kidd Gilchrist high school or college, like, highlights, I watched every single one of those videos, didn't see one jump shot. Not one until he got to the league. And he was a defensive monster. They played against Austin Rivers in high school. And he was blocking and taking the ball out of people's hands mm. and going down and dunking. Zion's high school highlights were crazy too. Yeah, yeah. But his actually translated to the league. Yeah. I also watched Corey Brewer's fifty point game again. Leaking out cherry picking. Cherry picking, <laughs> but in that first quarter, he got like four steals on Jeremy Lin, and then started into layups. So that that was one. No disrespect to Corey Brewer, that was one of the like most boring fifty pointers because it was all layups. It's all layups. He was just getting to the basket at will. Well, the was, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. It was it was fun though. I've been doing a lot of random shit like that. I'm gearing myself up for the off season where there's no hoops, so I'm just watching random. That's shit. the most fun. Like those are my favorite streams. I've had streams that I do, and we just they're just comment. And random. can't you watch all the Harwood Classics now on uh on the NBA app? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Harwood Classics every playoff game from 2000, if I'm not mistaken, is on the NBA app right now. Mm. Not a sponsor, but oh no, it's deeper than that because you could go watch every single um Bulls Dynasty win too. Okay. So it's 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 beginning of the nineties. You could watch every single finals game. I might go back and watch some. I was listening to Jay Z while I was lifting yesterday and he said something like, um, I'm I'm diesel when I hold this eight down. And I'm like, Oh, that made me want to go watch the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, you yeah. feel me? I'll stop mid lifts like, oh, okay, look that's over a, Kobe Bar. That's a little, I rest like a, that. Rest in peace <laughs> to my boy, man. Rest in peace to my boy. That's the blueprint. That's when I'm that's when Kobe and Shaq was at they they Peak of power. I'm the diesel the way I hold this A down. Um, That's a bar. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> But um, switch conferences. Switch conferences. 3 0 lead for the Miami Heat right now. The, but this is what I'm going to say to tie them in. I, I like the way that this is gearing up. Please shut the fuck up on Twitter talking about the views, no, ratings. The ratings. I, I, don't I don't care. care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't make nobody money off of the ratings. Nobody's, no person that's watching should care about the ratings because none of us get paid NBA yeah, yeah. money. Who gives a fuck? The ratings are for Adam Silver. The yeah, the yeah. owner is an Adam Silver. And man. I make the difference. I think people will tune in because it's going to be so interesting. Um, you get to watch two got two guys potentially get their first championship in yeah, Jokic lot, and Jimmy. I think a lot of people don't count on how much people fuck with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Especially in Chicago. Like, I was in the studio yesterday with a, 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 a crowded studio of people who don't really watch basketball like that. And they was talking that shit for Jimmy. Like, man, Jimmy getting that shit. 
I feel like every, once you're a bull and you play how you did play like Jimmy did for the Bulls, you're going to always be someone I think we love. That, and I he's think, doing a lot of interviews just giving praise to his time in Chicago. It's like, damn, I miss that dude. And I think he also plays like a Chicago person. Yeah, he, he does. He plays with like that, that gritty shit, toughness. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's popping? A lot of energy. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking the ball. So that's what he said. He gave credit to Derrick Rosen for that. Oh, yeah, he that, did. He was saying that in his first year. He came into it, and, and Derrick Rose, Joe Kim, and Luau was all on each other's ass. And he was like, that's Derrick Rose. Why the hell is that seventh man out. on the roster cursing them out for this yeah. misrotation? And he was like, that's all I know in basketball because that's what's my first time. He said that recently? Because I feel yeah. like he said yeah, that he, five years. Well, I, I don't know if he said I, it recently, yeah. but the interview re-popped up on the timeline. I, thought, yeah. I think that's from the Timberwolves days. Um, oh, okay. But he was just saying, like, that's all I know. So he's like, sometimes I rub people the wrong way because I came right. into the league with this energy. That came from the Timberwolves shit because of the oh, because of the yeah. shit he was explaining okay. then. So, yeah. So still, I just... Got number love for Jimmy Butler, man. Just, I think play. I think locker rooms need that kind of accountability. That's that's literally like what Bill's championship life type needs that type of accountability for that's sure. What I was just talking to somebody about like I, I'm that's the test of the person I am. Where hold me accountable and I'll hold you accountable and we can do what's best. Facts. I can't work and be a part of shit where motherfuckers can't tell nobody nothing. Where yeah. everybody is sensitive and the panties in a bunch, or it's like oh he's mean and yeah. If that's how it is, I won't say nothing. I won't say nothing. Because I, for me, when people care about me is when they tell me the real shit. Don't have me go out in the hallway with mustard on my lip. Let me know that I have mustard on my shirt. You feel yeah. me? That, I don't fuck with people who will let you walk off the ledge. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Correct me. Because if you fuck with me and you care about me and you want us to win, you're going to correct my wrongdoings. A person who will let you just be fucked up out here, they don't give a fuck about you. So I agree. In a locker room, in a basketball sense, in a work uh, environment, at school, anything like that, when you have a team and you have a group of people holding each other accountable and holding each other down, I think that's that shows um, in all areas of life. And I think, yeah, that, that goes the same way in the locker room. And that's why I like these two teams, because they both have the championship feel, because you have two teams that have guys that headline, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Jimmy, and Bam. But Bruce Brown had a night. Gabe Vincent had a night. So when they play against each other, that could go for some <laughs> crazy wild card shit where, Thanks. like, man, Gabe Vincent may hit six threes, or Bruce Brown might fucking come out of nowhere and hit four threes. Another thing that I want my credit for, and I waited, waited, waited to this episode. I didn't say shit on Twitter. I ain't say shit in the past episodes. Caleb fucking Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Five months ago, I came on this podcast and I said, buy stock in Caleb Martin. Y'all motherfuckers can find anything of anybody being wrong. Somebody dig my shit up for me and send me my clip because Caleb Martin is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Did you see? And I told y'all five months ago to buy stock. How he got a job? That's crazy. J. Cole calling Karan Butler and saying, hey, my boy Caleb Martin. He free. And now People he's was on shooting Twitter 67% saying, from three. Should J. Cole get a ring if they win? <laughs> yeah. That they should retire his number like they retired Jordan number. He ain't play for that organization. I seen a rumor that Pat Riley said that he would unretire 23 for Jimmy if he wanted it. I don't know if it's true. I just seen that. They fucking love Jimmy you, Butler. An organization can unretire a number? Absolutely. What the fuck? Yeah. As oh. much as they can put him up, they can take him down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how often it's happened, but they can. Oh, wow. Uh, There's also shit where you don't have to unretire. You just let somebody. Oh, yeah, like yeah. The Dallas Cowboys, 88 for Michael Irvin is retired. But Dez Bryant is, has worn it. C.D. Lamb is wears. I think. It's like a respect team from yeah. the. Okay. He'll come in and let a motherfucker wear. Or if they ask for his approval, it's like, 
you know what? Yeah, you that boy. Because I think ahead. you, yeah, I think you could do. But it's like the the seventh round pick. Hey, I want to wear an eighty eight. No, ah. Jalen Green's went on podcast P, um, and he said that he tried when he got drafted. I think he wears number four now, right? Yep. Yeah. But his first his rookie season went number zero. Yes, he did. Uh, because Daniel House had the number four, and he was like, "It's Daniel House." I tried to pay him all the money or whatever, whatever. And he couldn't get Daniel House to, to get the number. Daniel House, <laughs> that's wild because he's now with the Sixers and was not wearing four. So yeah. it ain't like four. Hey, four some... might be retired. You know this? Oh, you said the Sixers. Four still might. Who who could be number four with the Sixers? Hmm. I don't know. But you know, he loved the number four for whatever reason, and he's a Houston native. So Jalen Green couldn't get him to change his number. It may be the rookie shit. Yeah, the rookie, you gonna wear zero. Yeah. But yeah, Jalen Green definitely was wearing four all through high school and in the G League. So that's definitely his number. But Miami Heat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they handling business. Well, I said it at the live show when somebody asked who's been our favorite people to watch in these playoffs. I I, I wasn't even trying to be number funny. four is retired for the 76ers. Who is it? Dolph Shays. Oh, okay. He always gets a 2K card. We should have known. Does. Um I remember when we did that promo for TNT, like when we would y'all y'all had asked who we got in this series. I had said Miami Heat, because Gabe Vincent and Max Struess will get the Miami Heat problems with they shooting that they've been doing so far. And they I did I don't it. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I believe you picked the Heat for Jimmy Butler, but I don't remember. Uh, the specifics? You no, know, because I remember reading the comment section, and people were like, bro just said, we got to worry about Gabe Vincent and Max Struess with laughing emojis. Right. Here we are. Here we are. Um, I had... I- I have picked against the Miami Heat in every single series yeah. of playoff run. <laughs> and, and th- th- this is what I wanted to ask on this show or just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. At, at what point do we use what we've seen and get rid of history? And the reason I ask this, because in both conferences, we saw something, right? Last year, the Miami Heat were the one seed. They were the best three-point shooting team of ball. And then this year, they struggled heavily. They had a lot of injuries. They went from the best three-point shooting team in the league to, like, uh, the second half of the, the thing. So we took that at face value and say, hey, it's not the Miami Heat season. We go to the opposing conference. We saw the Golden State Warriors win a championship last year. And this year be fucking bad on the road. And we all said that, no, they can't do it. And we were right about that. And we said that the Miami Heat couldn't replicate that. And we were wrong about that. So at what point do we look at history? At what point do we look at the sample size of the current season to to make our assumptions? Because as of right now, there is nothing that you can attach to. Because, yeah, the Heat were good last season. But the fucking Warriors won a championship last season. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a mixture of both. But, like, the not winning on the road thing is something that's, like, prominent and you have to win on the road. I know I picked – I thought the Warriors would be a team that can for sure get that one game that they need. But they won on the road in a game seven closeout against the Kings. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. They so won like two they, games against, against the Kings. Yeah, the yeah. So it's like – But then that second the round – the second round against the Lakers, did they win a home – did they win a road game? No. Yeah, so it's – that their weakness right there, but they but they lost that series. They just, yeah. You could also say that they just lost to a team that was better than them. But it's like I would say in that same situation against the Kings, you would say, "Hey, they haven't won on a roll, so I'm gonna pick the Kings to win Game Seven. And they go out and say, "Hey, that shit don't matter." Yeah. I think that still ties into the same theory of like you can you can look at the shit overall, but some some shit just don't matter. I just look at the matchup and I pick my team off there. People on Twitter and fans who are fans of team, they try to act like you're not fucking with their team or you're discrediting the team. 
Um, and for the Miami Heat, we came in. They were matched up with the team that I thought was going to the final, so I didn't pick yep. them then. Um, and then they came to a team against the Knicks, and we had more depth that you thought would be overpowering. Um, and then Julius Randle's ankle carried over. And then even when Jimmy Butler got hurt, their depth kind of outplayed ours, which surprised everybody. I think even Miami Heat fans, like Smalls was telling me, like, man, I didn't think our supporting cast would, would outplay y'all by that much. And then you come here where it's like, damn, Jimmy had the ankle injury. It seems like they've gotten the best out of their players. They may hit that wall, and the Celtics are also as deep and just has more talent, and they outpower and play in Amer. And I don't feel bad about none of my picks. I just think the Miami Heat have been a pleasure to see them outplay um, every every pick. But I think I don't, that people also look at when you make a prediction and think that that's what you're rooting for. When in reality, I'm not rooting for a goddamn thing. Yeah, my I team's picked not against involved. the Knicks, and you think I? Who, I thought the Cavs <laughs> were gonna win. And yeah, right. Every game, I was rooting for my Knicks. So yeah, I, yeah that that's. Yeah, you could also just, be a fan while also giving like your honest opinion on it. You have to. Yeah. You have to. If you want to survive in, in this industry that we're in and you want to be able to to you know um exist in this space, I think you have to be able to have a non-biased perspective and also not give a fuck about what's going on on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. I, it's been years since I gave a fuck about what anybody is saying on Twitter or in the comments. I just don't care because I have to make my judgment based off me. Everybody else could say, "Hey, I'm picking the Heat because they're hot." I can't afford to do that personally. I can't just say that's my whole thing. It could be a part of it, but I'm I'm taking it to all type of shit. The matchup, what you did last series, how this guy's performing. But even then, in the playoffs and in basketball and in sports, that shit don't matter. In baseball, you can have the opening round where a guy hit three home runs in that three-game series. And then in the next fucking round, he can go on a slump and be one of fucking 12. (laughs) And then in the World Series, he could get back hot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just the way that we might have a guy. Duncan Robinson was unplayable all season, and now he's making now he's shots again. Taking guys off the dribble, beating Jason Tatum off the dribble, beating Bro, off was... the dribble. Like, <laughs> Sports and this uh, shit is all about t- well, life is all about timing. You know what I mean? When the stars align and it's perfect timing and shit collides, there's no history statistic or um, matchup that can fucking matter when, when when shit is clicking. And that's why I tip my head off to a guy like Eric Spolstra because I genuinely believe he, he put his players in the best position to strike. And you could tell that they all got that confidence. Like, that locker room just feel like that's a locker room you want to be a part of. Yeah. And it's just like... When you got Jimmy being the head of the snake and he's willing to some and he's willing to like get guys the ball unwillingly and bam, rebounding the ball, pushing the tempo, getting his shoot. Like there's so much good continuity with this team that it's like you didn't see it at first, but now you'd be like, damn, this team plays good basketball. Play and they believe yeah. in and they believe in each other. Yeah. And defensively they're gonna bring it too. Those little things are so important and every level of basketball. And I think we gloss over it because the yeah. season is so fast and there's so much going on. You know, you're in the middle of a playoff series and James Hartman go to the Rockets, and that's where our attention is. But there is little intricate details in the game when you talk about, um, you know, Jimmy Butler kicking it out to Kevin Love for three and, you know, Kyle Lowry, um, you know, having conversations and pulling guys to the side, telling Gabe Vincent, hey, this is what you do, you know what I mean, or, or calling him. Those are the little things that instill confidence in a guy for the team to be like, man, you ain't been on shit, but we still kicking it out to you. Yeah, for love. sure. And now he's making the shots, and his confidence is at an all-time high because it's like we believe in you, and we're okay with that. Bam, the social media and Twitter is asking you for, to give them 30 and 15. You don't want to do that. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. 
That's okay. We'll take what you want to do, and we're going to rock out that way. You know what I'm saying? Just be aggressive, but you don't have to be a, pl- a player that you don't want to be. I'm Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to act like I'm Kevin Durant all of a sudden. You know what I <laughs> mean? When guys come at me, I'm going to make the right play, trust Gabe Vincent, trust Duncan Robinson, trust fucking Caleb Martin, and y'all are going to be empowered, and we're going to win that way. Because Jimmy Butler can win you a series, but Jimmy Butler can't win you a championship single-handedly. And I think we're seeing these performances because of that trust, and also from him, and then also from Eric Spoelstra. And I think it's the same thing with the Nuggets. It's nothing crazier that I've seen from this playoff run than every time the Nuggets win, Mike Malone goes and hugs Jamal Murray. Yeah, That is something that don't show up in a box score. That's not something that they're going to talk about the post-game interview. But there is something there that you can't create that's just like a love and a bond there from Jamal Murray being hurt and thinking he was damaged goods and his coach and his franchise and his teammates believing him. And it's showing every win they get Mike Malone and him is sharing some crazy hug. And I, I seen it like in the last round and I seen it in like the game too. And I'm like, you know, y'all just won game two. But then they hit me like, Oh shit. Jamal Murray's been through so much. And Mike Malone has been there for him for the ride and for them to be finally being able to, win and, and, and get where they want to go, I, I can only imagine the emotions that come along with it. That story of Mike Malone saying that Jamal Murray was like, he felt like they were going to trade him because he was damaged goods and like Well, Jamal like, Murray, you can't get traded yeah. when you don't have no value, homie. You know what you were crying for. You remember wanted when, your ass um, at that time. You remember they cleared him to play ball again and he decided that he wasn't, re- like he decided he wasn't ready yeah, and, and people were pissed about it. Yeah. Like, come on, bro, come move. Yeah, no. They are in the finals. Who were they playing against? They were playing against the Warriors. Okay. There's no. no need to just jump into a playoff series coming off a torn ACL. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. Or any like the the some t- injuries, yeah, but not not something like that. The Tyler Hero is a good example. Like right now, they're one game away, and they said when he got injured, he, he would be, be ready for the finals. Yeah, none of us believed that they were they was gonna be. Yeah, I him. thought I thought he was should just booked his vacation. <laughs> right, but now they're one game away. And you're like, okay, we just nah. played our best basketball. Mm-hmm. Do we throw him back into no. the fire? Do not at all. I I I think I can see it both ways, right? Because one of the reasons why the Miami Heat have been so good is that there's at the at, there's basically nobody that you can hunt. And in the playoffs, it's hunting season, right? Especially yeah. if Jason Tatum, Jay LeBron, hold on, bring bring this guy here. In this That's case, Tyler Hero. It's gonna be Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, but it had been Duncan Robinson, and they tried to do that in game three. But Duncan Robinson was like preventing Jason Tatum from doing it. There was one play on the left wing where they did get the switch of Duncan Robinson on Jason Tatum. And what did Tatum do? Took a step back three. Took a step and back he, three. Duncan Robinson's long wingspan contested it, and he airballed. It's that like, <laughs> like, bro, like it's about it's it's. We've seen hunting matchups for years and years and years in the playoffs. And if you bring Tyler Harrow back into that, he's the hunted on Jamal Murray and Thanks. all of these other dudes. But but he a, also plays zone. There is a world. We're like, you sometimes. might need that. Yeah, you sometimes. might need that punch, that scoring punch, because the Nuggets are going to score. I love the Miami Heat defense. They just went against the Lakers, who are the best defensive team all playoffs, and was like, we going to drop 115 points without even uh, breaking a sweat. So you might need a Tyler Hero offensive thing just, to, just in case, break in case of emergency. So I can see it both ways. I don't know what Eric Spoelstra and the team is going to do. More likely than not, they're going to bring him back because he's Tyler Hero and you paid him $30 million Yo, to play I, basketball. But I will, I, why is defensively, I like the Heat more than I like the Lakers. Because the he have they have versatility. Two, they have they have versatility. Well, okay, three things. They have versatility. They have an on ball person, and they have a center that, that can switch. Anthony Davis can't do everything for the Lakers defensively, and they they were kind of counting on that. And he was able to do it in previous series. 
Um, but Jamal Murray is a jump shooter, unlike Ja, who's a driver, so it's hard to eliminate. And the the Miami Heat can have a Jimmy Butler where he can take that matchup of him on Jamal Murray mm-hmm. and Bam can do his thing on Jokic, and then you have the rest of the guys just being versatile. Um, I don't feel like the Lakers had that. All series long, I was trying to figure out who could they put on Jamal Murray. You can't ask LeBron to do it at this state. D'Angelo Russell, absolutely no. Austin Reeves, they you know they did they started Schroeder for forward and different things, but even at certain times he was just too big for Schroeder. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, but he was like you know on offense. What do we do with him then? <laughs> so I feel like the Miami Heat actually have you know some some stuff and some recipes there to not stop him. Yeah, for sure. But that two man game with up. Joel and Jamal is one of the best in the league, Nicola, probably the best. Nicole, you said Joel. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> Uh, with Nicola and uh, I feel like Bam and Jimmy with Bam's foot speed and ability to defend on the perimeter is going to give them a very good chance of being able to control that dribble handoffs and pick and roll because they both are very disruptive and Bam is not scared to switch onto you because he know he can sit down in that chair and move his feet. It's going to be a chess match in that series, yes. bro. I cannot wait. I, I think it's Foster, yeah. baby. I can't. Eric yeah, Michael Malone. Um, the de- the defensive like. Schemes is going to be very fun. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how Miami decides to play against like Jokic and Jamal. You know, I'm slightly scared of what the Nuggets fucking them up. Yeah, and that, uh, that's gonna, that's going to come off again as Miami Heat disrespect. Doubting, yeah, but this the only reason I say that is because in the first round in the playoffs, the Miami Heat were fucking on fire from three. The second round in the playoffs, they went against the Knicks. They shot 29 percent from three. Luckily, it's against the Knicks who also don't shoot three-pointers. This round, they're going against the Celtics. They're fucking on – everybody's on fire. Can they stay on fire for five more wins? Because they still got got one more game against the Celtics. At this point, I'm not calling it on fire. But the only reason I'm saying it's on fire because they did have the whole series against the the, the the Knicks. The Knicks, I mean. Where they missed everything. But I don't think nobody's going to grind it out like the Knicks again in the the postseason. That's why it was so impressive for them to handle us the way that they did when they didn't have Jimmy in game two and – because we just we we grind me it up, you know what I'm saying. It's a lot of elbows flying. It's a lot of slow pace. A lot of banging. You gotta keep Mitchell Robinson off the gas. We 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 nobody's gonna dirty dirty it up like us again. The Celtics, the Celtics can, but they play with they, this fucking we cool we don't we don't we don't talk about the Celtics because they, they play <laughs> with a sexiness that's just like unwarranted. Ah. It's unwarranted too. Um, I know you got some conference finals appearance and one NBA finals appearance, but like damn, why? How many teams are just gonna sit here and underestimate the Heat? Like the first round, uh, Giannis admitted to it. Like they were playing to beat us, and we what do you we say? Were, we had our we man were, on the finals. We yeah. had our man on the finals, which I agree because I said I, I I said, bro, there's no way that injury had Giannis out, and I'm not saying that Giannis, but like we've seen him bend his knee backwards and thought he was gonna be out for a year. Yeah, and yeah he, they, they, were, <laughs> they were thinking for 16 wins when yeah. they should have been thinking for four. It's like let's 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 make sure he's all right for the next round. Yeah. And he was like, oh okay, watch this. And I don't, and that's like I feel like that's stuff that Jimmy Butler and like that lock room that they take personally yeah, absolutely yeah for sure and they like oh yeah oh, these motherfuckers think they finna oh get yeah ready for the, for i mean the you, conference finals. you see jimmy <laughs> butler like come back as some shit that happened years ago some mimicking shit that happened five games ago the timeout to al, yeah, al horford yes. called timeout game one a, can i say this yeah al horford how to how to fuck how could you ever turn back and look at him like he's doing something wrong when you did it? <laughs> <laughs> I, for the life of me, 
can never understand how people react that way when they when they did it. it, When the tables turn, they want to give. They want you drive your car and somebody cuts you off. It's nothing. You go back and cut them off after they cut you off, and now they ballistic. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody go on Twitter and they talk shit to you. They they started. They went and found your Twitter and talked shit to you. You respond, and now they whoa, like, whoa, 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 Pierre, Pierre. I'm, big, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, bro. I don't know why you're taking it like victim. that. <laughs> and so I couldn't believe, I thought Al Horford was joking. Well, he turned around and did I'm like, no way you did that. No way. So, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I don't, do you feel like, the, I don't, I feel like this series was six months ago. Did it feel like the Knicks underestimated them as well, or they just played the shitty? Heat? Yeah, underestimate the Heat. No, I, I think, feel like yeah. Julius Randle being out and. They just play shitty. And, and the, the, shitty, I think yeah. the Celtics looked at this like most of us did. It's like, okay, the Celtics going to make it to the finals. Yeah. And they just thought just based on us being really good and then being an eight seed that we was going to wipe. We, we beat them last year, even though it was in seven. We beat them last year. You know, we can mimic that. And then Jalen Brown came out in his presser and said, guys that we should be able to keep under control are playing above their means. Yeah. And – well, newsflash, Jalen Brown's what championship teams do. Yeah. <laughs> Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, somebody's supposed to be doing it for y'all. And they got, yeah, they got no production right now from fucking anybody at the yeah. moment. <laughs> like, you can't look at a single person in the series and be like, this has been a good series for him. Not hey, one of them. You know what's crazy? What's you probably going to happen? I'm going to argue. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart tried last game. He's trying. He tried. Mm-hmm. He had a really good, I can't remember what game it was. He had a really good game where I thought he was distributing and mm-hmm. passing the ball. Yeah, like 10 plus assists or something um, like that. Yeah. He, he's He's been doing what I expect from him. Is he okay. outplaying we'll himself? No, but I feel like if it's one person, I'm like, you know, I go in the locker room and I'm he's like, being himself. Tatum, I need you to be better. Brown. I'm looking at Marcus Smart. He's the last guy I'm talking to. And you know what's crazy? When they were waving the white flag, Marcus Smart stayed on the fucking court. That's what I was like. Bro, how the hell is Tatum and Brown going to sit in the fourth quarter down 30? You're not going to give yourself a chance? Marcus Smart probably was on the bench like, no, I'm not sitting. Mm -hmm. Them two, they they, they just said, oh, we'll sit, coach. And again, for anybody (laughs) that's trying to pull up numbers, statistics, that's not my argument. I just feel like he's giving you what you expect Marcus Smart to give you on a series, which is the effort. And he's trying to any hole that's 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 uncovered. He's trying to fill it. Uh, nobody's assisting. Okay, I got you. Uh, we fighting. We go. That's what you. That's all you want from Marcus Smart. Hitting a couple shots here and there. You're not expecting him to give you 25 in a series or no shit like yeah. that. But he's just being Marcus Smart. I'm actually going to look into his numbers. And you know what's crazy? To start the game, Jalen Brown started the game out pretty that's good. That's a Jalen Brown he, thing. I'm he started out, 15 he, points. Yeah, he started out the game yeah. great. Then he just fizzled out. Oh, oh, we got the game lock. He already got the game lock. Um. Yeah, so he ended up with eight, nine, and eight the previous game, seven, four, and three, and then 13, one, and 11 in game one. 11. So, Marcus Smart shit. Um, yeah, that he got one more game. Um, and I know was, we, we yeah. kind of broke it down a little bit, but I'm assuming that we're going to have a whole podcast episode in a couple of days with no basketball. So that's when we'll do like an official, official breakdown of Which the Which I'm happy for. Take me, uh, I really want to dive into this final, so I'm gonna go back and rewatch some shit and try to see how Same. they can match up. And yeah. you know the Nikola Jokic, Mark, Markeith. Yeah, yeah, they got that beef from yeah. that. I wonder if the Jokic brothers gonna pull up to every game just in case. Well, he <laughs> don't play for them. I know, but yeah. they still got that beef. You know, Jimmy Butler gonna yeah. remember that. Bring your ass back. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Butler gonna remember that. Um, Under over thirty for Tatum tonight. What y'all think? I'm not. T- I haven't bet on basketball. But I'm just saying, like, run. you think we're gonna get one of those like magical Tatum performance where his back is against the I wall. I thought that we were supposed to get that in game three, I did if I'm too. being honest. Same. Um, yeah. I, he did this down 0-3 to the Bucks 
what two years ago i think it was two or three years ago where he came out and just dropped 50 and they stole one when they shouldn't have i could um i could see that happening i think that was against the nets actually maybe um i don't know i can't i can't call it i don't i don't know what to take from tatum anymore yeah i, I don't, don't know he might have 30 points through three quarters and end up with 34 points for the game like I, I don't know. It's it's been extremely disappointing from the Boston Celtics aspect. And there's a lot of implications going on right now with them potentially be on the verge of being swept. Jalen Brown making all NBA appearances, meaning that he's eligible for uh, almost three hundred million dollars extension. Same with Tatum. Um Tate Tatum also eligible for another extension. So it's like Joe Mazzula might get fired. Um damn, can you let me um, they said Thirst. Brian Winhorst said that Joel Mazzuta is going to have to pay the price for me. <laughs> pay the that price. That was such a crazy yeah, quote. Stop talking like that, bro. Yeah, it's a crazy. That quote. sounds so violent. Um, but the team is one game away from being a huge disappointment. And now all this shit is coming out. They never really fully was over the email thing. The players felt the way when he got hired uh, because you know a lot of them thought he was going to have, have a suspension. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely thought he's gonna be the coach again. Jalen Brown to the Rockets. How do you feel about like the early extension of Joe Mazzula? Because they're, they're you do it because oh we doing great. We think he can be the coach of the future. But only reason I'm asking that is is because it wasn't necessary. You know what I'm saying? This is what I compare it to. I compare it to when we see people get married in, in 90 days. Oh, when you're on an ecstasy high of the honeymoon phase, the honeymoon stage, everything they doing in the bedroom is just the best shit ever. They they food that they cook is just tasting different. Everything is out. And then that those people get divorced faster than they got fucking a bit. So it's kind of like that thing where they was rocking. They was rolling. They wanted to get over that email shit so fast. Mm. I feel like they wanted to get over the ex. They want to try to get some stability and. Because interim co- coach is a title, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And they wanted to make it solidify, but he's getting out coached uh, like by a thousand in this series. <laughs> you can't even um, be mad at him. First time head coach. First time head coach. Well, against Eric Spolstra. Yeah, not, not, not a lot of people are going to win that coaching matchup. <laughs> uh, but they and just, his players aren't performing, man. They are yeah, not no. performing. As much as you can say about Joe Mazzula, you also got to look at the players and be like, what's going on, Jalen? What's going on, Jason? Um, Jason Tatum has been very adamant about like Robert Williams and Robert Williams don't really play. I think he played like 13 minutes in the last game or whatever. Um, so it's, it's a team that has been very, very good for years. We talk a conference finals appearance here, conference finals appearance here, NBA finals appearance here. And still it feels like they're missing stuff. And if you look at their roster, they traded for Malcolm Brogdon, which I think we all walked out of there and be like, damn, that's such a that's good pickup. That's a W, yeah. He made I mean, he won six man of the year. They got Derek White making all all defensive team. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown made an all NBA appearance. And Marcus you look at smart defensive player of the year last, last year. season. And you look at the Miami Heat, uh, Bam Adebayo made an all star game this year. That, that's it. You know what I'm saying? They got no all NBA players. They got did Bam make also make all defensive this year? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so e- either way, it's like we got this roster that we built that should be perfect. We got all the accolades, we got all the talent, and we getting beat up by this team that just wants it more. That's that's what it looks like. It, this is a team that's on the ground for loose balls that that don't miss no defensive rotations, and we are just looking at each other like fuck. You want to know what it is, man? We're minus five sixty to win this series, and they we're got down a bunch 3-0. of guys that got it out the mud. I they told- all undrafted. 
I gave mm-hmm. the Celtics the less is more theory. The Heat have taken it and ran with it. <laughs> the Celtics was the Celt no, the Celtics was running with it. The Heat are walking with it. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was the third, third over thirtieth overall pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. Got it out the mud. Didn't really play his rookie year. Played under Thibs. Worked his ass off to get his minutes. Like they, they got That's a bunch a story of for all of them. Yeah, they yeah. all got those gritty un, out the mud type stories, and they yeah. gonna come out there and they gonna punch you in the mouth. They not gonna let you punch them. They gonna punch you first. Mm-hmm. They, they it seems then they. I'm pretty sure they taken game one in every one of their series. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And that just on shows you. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, road. Different has lofts on the road just yet. So game one gonna be crazy. Different. Yeah, the but altitude. It, different. But you know the Miami Heat have that pressure test at the beginning of every season. That if you don't pass this physical test, that's like. I forget, uh, was it Jimmy Butler? Somebody that plays for the Heat did an interview about like the type of conditioning you have to be in. Yeah. It, it might have been uh, uh, Udonis. Udonis has him talk about the type of condition you got to be in is tip-top shape. So if there's any team that will be ready for the altitude, it might be them. I remember when hey. Dwayne Wade left Chicago and went back to Miami. He wasn't in shape he wasn't to play ready in Miami, yeah, he wasn't ready even though yet. he was playing the whole season you know, in Chicago. That's a video. <laughs> what? We should fly, me and you should fly us down there. To go to the finals, game one. And get our ass in shape. Get in, get in Miami, Miami heat shape. Miami heat shape. Yeah, have us coming back on this. All game three of the finals. Crazy. Yeah. We should ask Mike to put us through one of those Jimmy Butler workouts. Hey. Oh, Mike Smith? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in every single game for the last yes, two rounds. Yes, he has. You catch him on cam just yeah. randomly. Yeah, which is kind of, that's really cool. <laughs> He's living it with Jimmy Butler right yeah, now. My, my he was in Xbox. I'm like, like, what the hell? Is that Mike Smith? I'm like, yeah, that's, he's friends with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I, and shout out to Mike. I love you, Mike. That's what I always tell everybody. That's why I met Dana at his house. Mm. Wow. Shout out to my boy. Ever, forever had a connection with Mike. Forever. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Butler is like every single game he's got his camera crew with him. And I'm praying to God that he's filming like oh, you know, some yeah. type of doc. It has to be some he's type of doc. Guy. He, he, he is a content he's head. He's a guy that had his YouTube with four NBA players. One of my tweets was in his YouTube video. Huh? One of my tweets was in his YouTube video. What was your tweet? When he came with the fucking reds, I said, Jimmy can't be serious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, we need something from this run, bro. Especially, oh, especially if they complete it. Come on, man. I was trying to buy big face coffee shit in last year's playoffs. Yeah. I, it's no hope for me to get this yeah. shit now. Man, no, I, I loved see. him walking through the tunnel after Grant Williams' garden him and he like, ain't no way they ain't, ain't no, no way, way they, they thought, thought that was the answer. answer. Yeah. That that was such a great moment, bro. And then he put it on his TikTok account. Bro, that's that's amazing. And then he posted what yesterday of him laying down on the ground pointing at Grant Wood. Yeah. Bro, this Jimmy is like one of the best characters you know in the NBA, one of the best players. Y'all both naked? Yeah. A little a little bit. Okay. You know what also <laughs> make it better? Is that he talk his shit no matter the situation? They yeah, could be they down lost. 0-1 yeah. or whatever. He's gonna talk. Um and and after they beat the Bulls in that game, but again, the Bulls were fucking four minutes away from defeating the Miami Heat. And what are we talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said in that post-game interview, um, or sideline interview afterward, he's like, I know nobody believes in us, but I believe in us. And that's all we really need. Or we believe in ourselves. That's all we really need. And who the fuck they are one game away from the finals, bro. I'm, it's I'm a documentary. I love the I love Miami. Mm-hmm. I love Eric Sposher. And I love guys who well, you know, whatever talk shit, how I talk shit, whatever team wins, that's who we start off next season at. Like our first I live show is in that city. Put that in there, but yeah, also, you know. it's potentially going to be Miami or either Denver. Yes, yeah, one or the other. And I'm excited for both because yeah, then Denver. I'm excited. I'm about to bring my fucking asthma pump. Stephen A. Smith has been on 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 TV bragging about how the fact the finals are going to be in Miami again. Yeah, like he's so happy. I about saw that. a lot <laughs> of people love wanting Miami, Miami in L. A. The people that have to cover every single game because sure. you're in Miami or you're in Los Angeles. 
Uh, but I, Mike, and no, if he was here, he would be talking about how much he loves to, um, Denver and he wants to have a ranch in Denver. Have you ever heard Mike talk about having a ranch? No, because he's he gonna say. Call TTW Clips. I know there's a clip out there of me talking Mike, about this Mike ranch. I want to go to Denver because Boulder is in Denver and you, there's a lot of. <sighs> yeah. Wasn't it the first state, one I of the first so. states to legalize yeah, marijuana? But like, bro, so, we live in Illinois. You can smoke all you want. That man ranch. said he wanted to have animals on a ranch. He just talked We shit. never heard him talk about an animal I'm outside of his cat. going to be all on the streets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> running loose and wild. Oh, shit. It's going to be high. And then me and KB put two and two together in the party. <laughs> <laughs> Of why he was saying this, and it was hilarious. What's the two and two? I wasn't there. Someone he was talking to has oh animals. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, oh yeah. The, his, yes. The current, his current Laboo so thing. So, he's the, he's the guy who would date Erica by doing start wearing bow ties. <laughs> I mean, in, in his defense, Erica Badu is the queen, so. I mean, con, she had Common dressing crazy. Yeah. Uh, Andre 3000 was wearing the bow ties and yeah. all that shit, so. Shout out to 3K. Um, Jay Electronica, I'm going for it. Oh, I didn't know they were. Huh. They got a whole kid together. Oh, she also has a kid with three K, right? Three K, seven. That's his name. Yep. Her name. It hit him. Him. him? Yeah. Because that's one of them names that could go either way. When yeah. you, when you start pulling names out of a bag, you could just attach it to any male <laughs> or one. Or, or I'm guessing it's because the seven is the number of perfection. I'm guessing that's mm. just what I'm. Is it guessing. spelt like seven, or is there a, a Y in there? It feels like there's a Y in there. No. no okay. Because um, a seven streeter. No, just just because when you when you pull a name that's not normally a name, you usually change it up you a little like bit. Switch up the spelling. Switch a up bit. one letter. You know what I'm saying? Seven, um, seven with a Y. Yeah, I believe it's S E V and like seven. Okay. Right um, the Boston Celtics. We still haven't really talked about how Man, how I really, bad. I don't have shit to say about these yeah. guys. I just I like how we looked at it with the Lakers offseason. I'm just excited to see what the hell they do this offseason. Um, with but this the is the, this is the dangerous thing because we get to this point and I feel like it's like we just saw them in the finals run. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. They do have a new head coach. I don't think it would be going like this if they had Ime because they were super defensively locked in. This is more offensive. He's screaming, shoot the threes. Yep. Teams can't panic. I feel like this is where teams get to and they start to panic. And the next year you know you take the fourth overall pick in Jalen Green. Or the third overall pick. And Anthony Simons. Yeah. And this shit does not come <laughs> back and it's the Celtics just ain't the Celtics no more because Anthony Simons and that third pick is not fucking Jalen Brown or or you do it in shit. If, if they, they, Eric, yeah. hypothetically, <laughs> J, J, hypothetically, would you trade Dame for Jalen Brown straight up? No. I don't even understand why Boston would do that. If I'm trading for Damian Lillard, I'm going to pair him with the Jays instead of. I mean, he still oh, no, has, he still has still Tatum, Tatum. And Marcus Smart yeah, moves I, over to his natural oh, position. I see why the Celtics would do that. I, I would see why the Celtics would do that we, as well. Yeah. Marcus I feel like, Smart, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum. Yeah. I just saw a lot of conversations Wilson. about that hypothetical trade on Twitter. And I was like. And uh, I just feel like there's a chance Jalen Brown just walks in free agency. I think this is a, making the assumption that he gets that, that contract. And they trade it right after. Oh, they, he signs the deal and then they trade yeah. him. I actually like that trade. Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, Fourth, Jalen Brown. Or like uh, Scoot Henderson potentially. Yeah, Scoot Henderson. Yeah, you I, I don't know. Jalen Brown doesn't seem like the type of guy where he would be happy to come to a team where they're far away from competing. He doesn't competing. seem happy with he's, a team that just plays. He's one of those hand. players that's hard to predict. He's he's yeah. in the Kyrie Irving mode of, of harder prediction. Because he doesn't look happy in Boston either. Oh, yeah. So, that's, yeah. that's apparent. I mean, you see it all the time now. Um, and people found some burners. Oh, bro. And that was hilarious because. Yeah. <laughs> Portland was on that list. Yeah. Um, 
Atlanta. And that just sounded like a. That sound, yeah, that sounded like but a play on his burner account. Know that since the burner thing has started with Colangelo and Kevin Durant, people try to make fake burners for players all Jaylen the time. Jalen Brown, just, I mean, not J- Jalen Green, just said he had a few burners. No, I'm not saying they yeah. don't exist, but I also think that random people at home are making fake burners and making it try to sound like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, but burners are burners are a real, real thing for sure. And when I feel when like if Jerry an NBA Colangelo player Colangelo got caught, was his name Jerry Colangelo? Yeah, Jerry. Uh, when he got caught, that opened up the world to everybody's acknowledgement of. Do you remember that story? That was in 2018. Yeah. Um, we talking he, about wives and like. Yeah, yeah he life. he blamed it on his wife. He was making tweets for people that don't remember. He was in charge of the 76ers or whatever, whatever. He was making tweets about shit that was happening behind the scenes with the 76ers, like making tweets. And people found it was like four different burners. They found it and put it all together. He was talking shit about Joel Embiid. Um, He was talking shit about Ben. No, he was saying that Ben Simmons was the one they should build around. He was on your type of time. Yeah, he was. He was heavily. He probably bought a build with Ben shirt. (laughs) He Uh, he (laughs) that would be crazy if I went back and looked at the orders and it linked to that account. (laughs) That would be crazy. He made some tweets about like uh Jaleel Okafor didn't get traded because he failed a physical he called Joel Embiid a big drama queen that that didn't have what it take to be great it was just a bunch of shit from like the top guy in the organization that got exposed and he tried to blame it on his wife and then he got fired and what a time what a time in 2018 man KD got caught with his burner KD got caught with his burner but at least he fessed up to it yeah um I think that's the best thing. Now he know? just sweeps Maine. Yeah. Unless he probably still does have another burner. No, problem. he absolutely has another Jaylen burner. Brown says, don't let us win tonight. <laughs> well, the Miami Heat aren't going to let <laughs> you. Don't a, worry. This is a report from a Celtics reporter for the Sheesh. Athletic, Jay King. So this is confirmed. He says, we've got to be more consistent. Oh, don't okay. let us win tonight. Marcus Smart says the same thing. Don't let us get one. Robert Williams does media. Al Horford walks by. We've got it tonight, Rob. We've got it tonight. Hmm. I mean, well, whatever you, whatever headspace you need to be in to yeah. pull off the biggest comeback in history, do it. They're saying those things that you got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready for the offseason. <laughs> it's crazy. What if he, what, saying that and just coming out and putting up a stinker just sets you up? Yeah, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure the Lakers had some comments before they lost their game four as well. Um, you yeah. know what I don't like? And maybe I'm old head type of time. It's be locked in. Yeah. I saw the practices of both teams. Jalen Brown was fucking around with somebody. Oh, laughing. you saw that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were taking like the they were taking like shit, silly ass shots yeah. and shit, like playing horse. And, and I, I get it. They're trying to do the whole we're gonna remain calm and loose. We don't want everybody to be uptight fighting with each other. I get that. But you don't have to be around this bitch acting like Y'all ain't down 3-0, planning yeah. to go home. You ain't got to do that either. There's a balance to be had. The Lakers are doing the same thing. Look, yeah, look, look. All right, now look where you at. For the rest of the summer. That's all I'm saying. A lot of time to play RP for Anthony Davis. Um, you know, he Is might he a be, heavy streamer in the summer? I don't know if he be streaming. But Let's I know find be, out. I know he be playing. You know how many TikTok clips I've seen of Anthony Davis being a fucking police officer in RP? Right. <laughs> oh, true. He's always, and it's not the same creator. Why the, the fuck aren't we on there? I know you put it in chat yesterday. Yes, I did. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, I would I, love to play I GTA RP. You got to get a good mouse and keyboard though, because you can't use a controller. I want to stream for my oh. people, but I'm 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 done playing video games that ain't like RP. I'm not gonna be playing Mike and my team for the fucking. 
Twitch. You feel me? So I'm yeah. like, let's get on RP. All I need is for one person to show me how to do it. Mike <laughs> got it, and he act like he don't know what the fuck he did. That's why Mike the worst. Oh, no, I just went to here. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's go through some of these rumors. Um, Anthony Davis have I mean the Dallas Mavericks have their eye on Anthony Davis. I just but that's also from Colin Cowherd. So, oh, what sources does he have? Throw it know? away. Uh, Dylan Brooks and Austin Reeves are high ranking say, for the Houston Rockets. Like, Duh, who don't got the eye on Anthony Davis? <laughs> so he can't be wrong. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brooks and Austin Reeves high on the ranking for the Houston Rockets. Okay, they got a lot of money. Brooks Dylan. and Reeves. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. They're also interested in Brooke Lopez and Cam Johnson. Yes. They have the opportunity to turn their roster around with all the money that they have. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. we'll see exactly. Yeah, they got Eme. You know, he want to win. Yep. And Jayla Green was very candid in, on Podcast P about the idea Jaylen? of James Harden coming. And he understood both sides of it, where one side it can't hinder his growth, but then one side it can help him, like, they can help each other type yeah. shit. I, I, yeah, James I like Harden that. is still good enough where, like, He's he's guarantee you way more wins in the regular season at least, so they won't go. They were gonna go from a team that won twenty two games last season to more than that. To probably just winning JJ forty. JJ Redick has Stephen A. here again. I saw that. I wanted to watch that clip, but well, I can't right now. You didn't play Stephen A. You don't understand our athletic morality. Three games at whatever South Dakota, Winston Salem State doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> if Chris Paul became available, the Houston Rockets would consider it acquiring him. I, I I don't mind it depending on what the contract would look like. Yeah, you know, he's, he's the, partially guaranteed. So, so if they trade him, does he get the does the Houston Rockets get the fifteen million version? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. I'm saying that's I'm a saying, that's yeah. a cap yeah. expert. Yeah. Okay. Question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't know. I don't know how the it works. Lakers have reportedly considered making a play for Trey Young. That I saw that. Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Um, Carmelo retired. Um, that was such a just something. Yeah. We knew it was gonna happen. That you was know, more than something. That that crushed my whole day. Yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was sad to see, man, because I thought Melo was a guy who could have some more left to play in the league. I think that's why I hurt because he's yeah. not done, but they kind of forced him out. Yeah, they kind of forced him to be done because like that resurges with Portland. Melo looked like a solid six man type guy that you could have on your roster. Motherfuckers is out. No disrespect. You're signing Joe Ingles is signing contracts and Melo is retiring. Are we serious, bro? Joe Joe Ingles will get his ass. If I rented out my local gym and called Melo and Joe Ingles, Melo busting his ass. And I know the game is much more complex than that because you got to coexist with four other people on the floor. But I thought Melo did a really fine job of that in Portland and with the Los Angeles Lakers. And he was a bright spot for some of the Lakers last year when they couldn't buy a fucking perimeter shot. <laughs> it's cool that him and Bron did get to play together for a little bit, though. Yeah, even though they're both for old. It would have been bad if we could have got him, Bron, CP, and Wade. Yeah, at thirty-eight, well, <laughs> they'll all be done in like two seasons or so, and then they can play over forty league together. Melo looked the fucking best in shape <laughs> out of all of these. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Melo besides Bron, yeah, obviously. Melo came to the Blazers ready to hoop ready immediately. To hoop. Yeah, so he turns you to a believer. A me and a believer of what? Him. Oh, yeah. Did you remember we, me and Derek were like, oh, um, the Trailblazers shouldn't sign Carmelo. Oh, yeah, and then yo. you ended up yeah. buying a hoodie of it. So, like, yeah. yeah. You know, he completely changed you the course of things. Was done with the I thought he was done. Yeah. I thought he was done. <laughs> oh, no, that was the Rockets. The Rockets. Okay. With the Rockets, yep. That's um, crazy that they released, bro, after like 12 games. Just because yeah, they started out. Just because they started off ass. And then he gave, what, two more good seasons after that? 
Yeah. And then Ooh, yeah. Really, here we go. I really loved him with the Blazers. Like he was cool with the Lakers. But yeah. they had, they made him look a lot older. <laughs> he looked like Boris Diaw. That's cuz with the Lakers, you know that they make you just stand in the corner. Yeah, just stand and double. he was one of the youngest people on the team. That was the oldest fucking team of all time. <laughs> and with the, the Blazers, Wyatt, Rashad, yeah. Nello, <laughs> all of the old Wayne Gallington. At least with the Blazers, like they they are giving the ball and let let him do yes. his vintage shit. Yeah. Iso yeah, in the mid-range. Yeah. yeah. I love the Blazers. The Blazers was old mellow hooping. It showed you that it could coexist and actually be a part of something. I like that season. And you can't tell me a team can't use it off their bench. He fucked somebody. That was Zion. He had Zion in that mid-post ISO, and he gave Zion the works. His footwork has been immaculate his whole career. What was his season high for the Portland Trail Blazers? Mm. Did he have a 30-piecer where he lost his mind? 31. I'll go 29. I'll go, I'll go 33. 32. 33. 32. We, we, we were right there. We were right there. A game that, that there was no Damian Lillard, so he got a lot more touches than he <laughs> normally would. Hey, yeah. that shows you. Melo can still hoop, bro. Uh, the, the Detroit Pistons. So. Oh. Don yeah. Maker was on the court for that <laughs> game. Telling me he can't play for the Pistons right now? <laughs> what about his season high with the Lakers last year? 15. Uh, he definitely had like 19, 20. 29. 29? Yeah, the 29. He got a 29 piece, piece off with of the this Lakers? Right seven and threes. I know, shout out to our audio listeners. I'm not trying to be bogus, but it says right here. No, Le- no LeBron in this game either. So when the oh. stars out, Melo turned it up. Cook Zion with no dribbles. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's nasty. Let's see. Get my boy that ISO in the mid post. Uh, he Jab. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't right. Re- uh, no dribble. Oh, man. Yeah. No dribble. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to get cooked by. No dribble. dribbling. Man, Melo, I miss you, man. I'm, I'm, Melo, we need you on this podcast. We need Carmelo I'm, Anthony on this podcast. We're going to ask some questions that everybody ain't going to ask. Ask. We got. We going to do unique shit. I know everybody tired of doing podcasts and shit because everybody asks you the same questions. You coming through the wire, it's a different feel. We really fans. I wonder if he um is doing a media run with his retirement. I hope so. Probably. So we need to hop in. We, yeah, we need to put House our, of Highlights. Get on it. They never get on, guys. Get, on, get on it. I'm demanding it. <laughs> we, we I am it. demanding it. Carmelo Anthony. Y'all going to make me hit up Omar Raja because I know he, him and Melo got a relationship. <laughs> Come on. I want Melo. I'm not even laughing. I want Carmelo Anthony on this podcast. The last thing they want is for us to hit up Omar Raja. Well, shit. I, 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 <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want Melo. We finna start doing shit right in this motherfucker. The oh, last man. thing they want is I want Carmelo on here. From here on out, we, we get shit, shit finna get handled the right way. Shout out to our boy Omar, man. I ain't talk to him in a minute. I don't want to get Melo five years from now. Yeah, get him now. Especially since he's topical. Come on now. That's easy views. Well, I would have took him even if he wasn't retired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to disrespect Melo. Act like we're getting him because he's topical. I want to get him because... Mello was a reason to yeah. be heard. I want to talk to him about nuances. I want to talk to him about what he looks at, how how he just cooked a motherfucker with no dribbles. It's different when you talk to your peers. All of the smoke interview knuckleheads, yeah, they gonna get into shit because they ex players, they peers. We are fans. We gonna ask the shit that fans ask. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But we, we fans with common sense. We ain't gonna ask some stupid shit. Speaking of topical. Um, where, where the hell is this draft content we did? Oh. We're going to start doing shit right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to wait till Anthony Black is drafted to then talk to him about the draft lottery. Yeah. 
hey, so be it. It's, out, it's out of our control. But I, like I said earlier, I'm I'm done talking because when I speak, they try to pin me as the I'm mean. I'm I do. I'm done. You're the ultimate heel. I'm done speaking. From I here, from, I actually really really like this watch. From here on out, on some very unironic shit. I'm gonna get the battery. You won't replaced. hear a P from me. We're just gonna let shit fall. Not gonna say nothing. Not gonna nope. Just come in here, do my job, and I'm and I'm gonna exit. Not gonna speak. I feel you. I don't think you're a bully, P. <laughs> and that's coming from the dude. People think you bully the most. So <laughs> if he don't think you're a bully, then I think you're in the green. Hey, I, I just take it on the chin and realize that some t- some shit you got to do better. What was y'all favorite moment from Philly? I know we, we weren't there from long Philly? enough to do nothing crazy, unfortunately. Oh, mm. man, my favorite moments. Ugh. When dude was trying to argue with P about Damian Lillard being equally oh my as good God. as Steph Curry. Yeah, that Curry. was crazy because he asked it. We So for the people at home that didn't see the episode, once we got done with our normal show, we opened it up to the public, asked us questions, and he asked us a question. It was like, if Damian Lillard switched spots with Steph Curry, would Damian Lillard have the same career as Steph Curry, whatever? Um, we turned it down because Steph Curry's arguably the greatest point guard of all time. And then that was the end of it. Until later, when we were doing our meet and greet and stuff, he waited to be the last person, basically. And keep so in mind that argue with Pierre about they this. separated the lines into people who want to just take a picture and who want to just get something signed or either want to say something. And he he waited a long he time. He waited two hours. Yes. In that he, line. He was a cool guy, too. Yeah, he was, he was cool. Yeah, that, I don't no, want to cool cool get that. Fa- that's, I said that a while ago, like a false narrative, or not false narrative, but a false notion that people have uh, about me. Is the energy I express with y'all on here? They're gonna get there. So mm. I, people do that in my DM, where like they have this idea or they have this hot take and they throw it at me because they think I'm gonna go back and forth. You think you don't respond I'm, hot? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna just be like, no, blah blah blah, and it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. That's not me. I'm every like when I'm not on this set and I go like in the studio. He was in there talking basketball. I sat my ass down. And I played my fucking Nintendo Switch until somebody <laughs> said something directed to me. Yeah, but I'm not breaking my neck to talk to people who I don't talk back. Y'all are my basketball circle, so I'll communicate with y'all. Maybe my dad, but outside of that, I'm not breaking my neck to really be <laughs> your answer. Hey, P, this is one I get all the time. Me and my buddy were having this debate. Can yeah. you settle it? No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that happens all the time. And that takes the fun out of it. Y'all yeah. are supposed to debate and have no answer and just have the debate. That's the best thing about debate. Nobody's right. It just goes into thin air and you stay on your side, he stays on his until potentially something happens and then you can say, Oh, I told you. That's yeah. the beauty of a debate. The debate, you don't want nobody I'm supposed to come in like Judge Joe Brown and say, No, he was right because technically no, all I did is just throw my opinion in the mix. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But that takes the fun away. So yeah, I don't him doing that at the live show, I was he was cool, so yeah, I wanted to very. be cool with him. But Debate, that's not how basketball works. Debates aren't about who's right or who's wrong. It's about who puts together the best argument. The best argument. He was but trying to put together a compelling debate. argument, that's too. All, that's just not basketball. Yeah. The KB could go in here and be like, man, we beat the Heat. We technically be in the finals. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what you do when you do that. <laughs> if Dame went to the Warriors, but it's like, no. I mean, say it ain't true, though. The Bull, if the Bulls beat the Heat, they'd be in the conference finals up 3 2. And if the if the Bulls won, the Bucks and Venus motherfucker Moon, <laughs> Giannis would have took seventeen games off and shit. But yeah, man, I, I we've never had Damian Lillard be in a conversation of greatest of all time, and I, I just hate that thing. That's just a lot of wasted energy. 
if Tracy McGrady played, that's what I told him. If Tracy McGrady played with the Lakers instead of Kobe, he probably would have all of the shit too with Shaq, right? But who gives a fuck? Because it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. What are we going to sit here and, and reroute? It's so unimportant. <laughs> so unimportant. <laughs> Let's reroute Kobe's career if he played with the Magic and Raptors instead of with the Lakers. Who wants to do that? <laughs> well, I'm not breaking my neck to discredit somebody that much or to hype somebody up that much. It's just some 2K shit. If you want to know, just go to 2K. Make the switch in 2K and you you see what 2K says. But you had a good one too. Damian Lillard ankles wasn't as bad. Uh, so he gets his money yeah. and they don't have the room to bring on Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's how history fucking works. You have to think about <laughs> that shit. Yeah, they they win five more games, so they don't get the Thompson pick to, to get Clay. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Damian Lillard is a lot more healthier, and yeah, they win six more games than when they didn't have Steph, and so now they can't get Clay Thompson, and now they fucking get somebody else that you, we can't even remember. And now, boom, you have no splash, brother. You have to take in consideration of all of that shit. You can't just say butterfly effect. Let's take him, yeah. But great fucking movie, part one, <laughs> part one, great yeah. movie, great great movie. It was a great time. My favorite part of Philly, though. I, that's crazy, though. I mean, I, obviously, the, the bold answer is the show is fun. You know, meeting all the people Yeah, is but fun. that's the boring answer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't do shit while we were there. I walked I had to get pro- food. Which I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. But this new Pierre, who's not going to speak on shit, I'm not going to say nothing about it. We tried. We tried to go sneaker. We did go sneaker shopping. It was a fucking bust. Um, <laughs> fuck it. I can't. I have to be me. Okay. <laughs> The book that I've been reading says I can't suppress my emotions and feelings. I have to accept them. W I have book. to acknowledge them. Huh? W book. Oh, yeah. what was the book name that the, the, the homie had a sign, bro? Oh, the Law of Human Nature. The Law nature of Human Nature. Like? Yeah, something no. like that. The law of human I gotta nature. look it up right now. Um, I'm I'm read I'm rereading a book that I've read before called Emotions by Osho. And yeah, he's te- he says he says in that book the most dang- the most he says like it's something for women. It's like a thing dedicated to women. He's like women. The most dangerous thing you can do is have a partner or have a husband who doesn't get angry because he's suppressing his emotions. And before you know it, one day he's going to explode and he can potentially kill you. Damn. Like that's he, really he talked quick. about he talked about like if you go back and you look at like marriages and people who kill their significant other, that's like they talk about like how they got possessed or they don't even realize what they did, but they just they suppressed so much that it exploded. It bottled up and exploded and just had this rage that was uncontrollable. And he took it to the, obviously, the highest form of what it could be. I just be. ordered the book. But uh, Human Nature? Mm-hmm. What is it called? The Law of Human Nature. Law of human it's going to be there by 5 o'clock, which makes no fucking sense. Why is Amazon, How does Amazon get it done? The same day delivery is the best shit you can ever get. But it's, it makes it feels so unethical. But listen, he's not here, but I, I, I want to hold Mike accountable. <laughs> I understand we all are holding somebody accountable when they're not there. I, I would I would do it if he was here. Yeah. Everybody knows. And I did it halfway already. He was trying to book a flight where he wouldn't even be on the same flight with us. He would arrive at a whole different day than us. He would for the people at home. He would arrive the day of the show that morning, and then go to the show, and then come home the next morning. Well, we arrived a day earlier. We are a four man group. I may do a lot of talking on here, but I'm very aware that this podcast wouldn't be where it was at if it wasn't for all four members. KB has the biggest fan base, but we are aware that the podcast wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for all four members. Mike dresses the worst, but we are aware that it wouldn't <laughs> be the podcast without all four members. D-Mill say some wild shit. I got my gun in my blue purse. 
Tiago Splitter being the first fur that comes to his that mind. That is shit that I wouldn't have done, and it would we wouldn't have that moment. Yep. That's why the <laughs> podcast wouldn't be what it was for the four members. So with that being said, we have to take these trips, and we have to maximize it as four just for us, just for us. So when we go sneaker shopping and we don't have all four, it's not a big deal. But to me, it is a big deal because we have come so far. I remember when we could, we were going these trips and we were going stores and sometimes motherfuckers couldn't buy shit. Mm-hmm. We now in a position to where we can really. I that just, first I, trip to New York, we went to Soho. We used a store watch. <laughs> went into Kip and had no money in the pocket. And it's just from my own memory. Yeah, we want to shoot content and do the documentary and shit too. But just for us four, I just feel like we should have moments because us four did this. Shout out to HOA. Shout out to everybody who's been a part of it. Shout out to all the fans. We were the delusional four who sat at the table that first episode and said, we can do something. So let's create more memories with just us four. Let's just go get something to eat. Let's just go get a fucking Philly cheesesteak and just have a moment. Yeah. And it's every stop. We should be. That was that was my second time going to Philly, but that was really kind of like my first time. The first time I went was so fucking high and by. It was quicker than that. We came, we went, we left and went to New York. But it's like, so this is really my first time. It's with y'all. Your first time going to Miami is going to be with us. Uh, we're all going to go to Toronto for the first time together. My passport just came in yesterday, by the way. Uh, that's a moment we should share. So when Mike want to sit in the hotel room till fucking five o'clock, he can do that for sure. I'm not telling him how to live his life. But for me, I would have like for us to have at least one moment where we all do something together. Whether the camera is there or not, that's through the wire. That's yeah. all. That's all. I was surprised at how bad shoe shopping was. Like it wasn't really wasn't many options. The second Especially store was pretty, a, I think the second the store, second store had potential, yeah. The second store was bad. I did I should have low key bought they they had a denim tears sweatshirt. The bitch was nine hundred. That's why a, I didn't buy it. Had a whole it, little racket issue, yeah. And I was I was so close to buying I'm it. I'm glad you didn't though, because it's starting to be, you know, starting to see it too much. Just saw Kanye in the whole sh- like not no I didn't think I just seen him I think I I had it was a picture of Kanye wearing this shit a couple years That's ago probably actually. why this shit's nine hundred dollars but it's yeah a nine hundred dollar hoodie sounds crazy should be fire yeah. until you start seeing it so much then you just getting into the crowd yeah You're just being like everybody it's a cool, it was a cool design but I was like uh I'll just wear my all black hoodie to the live show and that's what I did just an all black <laughs> hoodie no I think that's that's a dope thing I was thinking I was thinking about a whole Louis Vuitton hoodie. I'm like, why? Let me not fall into that trap. I'm going to go in this motherfucker, and I'm going to have on a $70 fit. And you and look we, good. And we gonna, but yeah, the comments were saying I was the best dress. Yep. So it's like, I'm gonna, just, just, let's just fuck it up. Yeah, I don't think the price of what you're buying determines like how good it looks no, not at, at all. all. I think people fall into that. We're going to Burberry this, Burberry that, yeah. and then they still just like. Hoodie was seventeen hundred. I'm thinking, how many times could I get out of it? Not a lot, because yeah. then it's like, damn, he now wearing he that Louis Vuitton hoodie all the time. Now you gotta take it. Now you look broke. Now you can't dry it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you look broke. Yeah, yeah. 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 my mother's a designer all the time. I just wanted just to be fly as fuck, but is just not me because it's so like I see so many YouTubers get their bag and they got the money. Not not including you, but like I'm gonna say, Phase Rug. They they Phase they've made Phase Rug go viral so much. And he had a whole Gucci down fit with some off whites, and they like, look, you still gotta, you still gotta wear it right. Yeah. No, this is your phase rug, but I'm just saying what I see. You see people buy shit off the designer rack, and it still don't look right because it's like you gotta have that flavor. Yeah, give me some, give me a vintage tea, and I'm, I'm cool. Like, look at this, look at this Kirby Puckett shirt. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, I of have Kirby a baby Puckett. Picture of me wearing his twins jersey. Chicago's very own man. Um, pay thirty bucks for it. 
Love it. I am fig- trying to figure out what to wear in Miami, though. Yeah, that's a, You know what's very funny? I was on TikTok. Literally, I typed in Miami outfits. I, went, oh, I was trying to figure out. That's the same as dressing off the mannequin. Yeah, no, yeah. I was just trying to figure out what's the vibe. Like, what actually do people wear? You were the vibe. I, I you were bringing Chicago flavor to Miami. You're not trying right to like now, the Miami. I think I'm going with a boat fit. I think I want to look like you want I'm some going to a boat. Not, that's not that far. <laughs> okay. But I am going to have to find some shoes because you can't just throw some Jordan 5s on with no motherfucking boat fit. But I think I want to go something colorful, bright, silky. I'm fucking with the hat. I think I'm taking the hat vibe whole tour. <laughs> I respect hat, dark shades, whole tour, I think. So I got to figure out. Um, I bought was some, going crazy uh, over that hat. some knit polos that I might bring to okay. Miami. Mm. They're clean as fuck, bro. Knit, knit polos but that's, clean. That's the that's the boat, the vote vibe. A nice polo. Um, I'm going open open shirt too, no undershirt. I may wear a. You gonna see my three chest hat. hairs. I may wear like a top hat, a top like not the big Abraham Lincoln one. type shit. Not the big future one, but like a like we playing uh we playing what's the shit called dominoes. Oh, and I'm smoking a cigar with my hat on. Old man type vibe, Miami cute. cute what man. is Mike gonna wear now that we can't we not dressing him this time around? That's a good question. I definitely couldn't see him actually trying to go out and find it. He's not fit. putting together a fit. He's going to wear a Lakers hoodie. I'm finna Google. I'm finna H-O-H <laughs> a Lakers hoodie is my I'm guess. I'm going to find my inspiration on Pinterest. I'm finna go on to Pinterest and search this one thing. You know, when I was starting, like, there was a period of time where I was like, oh, I'm going to get into fashion. I, I didn't. But, like, I had an inspiration oh, I got one um, album on my phone. Yeah. Um, and it Pinterest. had a lot of Tyler, the creator, and ASAP Rocky. Because mm. then I really love. P. That's nice. I really love the way they was dressing back then. It's cool. Um, and I think I've still taken. But I had to stay off Pinterest because whenever you type as a fast, it's just all white people. It is. <laughs> people get fly too. Yeah. Like all my I, every anytime looks. you see a black person and looking fly, they just name it streetwear. Yeah. Like, damn, we can't wear a suit. We can't wear a button up no more. Like, look, this is my board for Styles P, but then it's just like, I, I'm not, I don't look like that. Speaking, <laughs> of, oh, speaking of that, on, on some very real shit. Matthew McConaughey. What the I'm, fuck? I'm about to get some suits tailored. <sighs> I cannot fucking wait, bro. I cannot fucking wait. Like more suits than what you're already wearing? I don't have a single suit. Oh. I don't have one suit. I, I don't have one. I other than these, in my closet for that wedding. That I guess that's true. Yeah. Other than those knit ones, I was just telling you, I have nothing with a collar on it. Yeah, I think I I, I wouldn't want to do what Steve Harvey has said in that one video. Where oh, he, you get three suit coats, yeah, three yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and it, it's seventy one out. Oh. Yeah, you can make seventy five suits because the black suit go with the blue pants. Go yeah. and, and I was like, that's smart. I never like they all do go together. Yeah, I was thinking like, when do I transition away from streetwear and start to be on some like, because next chapter. I'm assuming I'm gonna do some t- some more TV shit. And you want to get in the suit suit game? Because I when we went like when we went to go get fitted for the wedding, when I had that suit on, I felt fucking yeah. You good. you whenever you and have I a was, suit on, you feel amazing. I was dirty. My hair was nasty. I ain't had no lineup, but the suit was clean. I was oh, like, yeah. if I kept up with myself and get my Cartier tank in a couple days and then wear this suit, well, I'll be fly as fuck. I don't think I could ever do the suit type shit, but I like the golfer. Yeah. Type of. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited. So just know that one time y'all might see me coming to the podcast with a fucking collar shirt. Just know I'm trying I'm trying to feel out how how the next chapter of style goes for me. I think it's gonna be very good. Yeah, even though I fucking love collecting vintage tees, though that's one thing the I hard, love. One can still do that. The hardest True. part of dressing different for me is the shoes. Like even when the sh- the show we did in Philly, 
I put that fit together. I'm like, what shoes? I wear, I yeah. wore those OVO eights because they were just bl- it was black. black right? Yeah, but I didn't feel like I had the shoe that I, the proper shoe I wanted to wear. Mm. And then we went shoe shopping. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's finding that shoe, but it's also finding of originality. I'm so tired yeah. of running to dunks as like I feel like dunks are a getaway out of jail free card. Like Air Force Ones, yeah. Yeah, like I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna just take the easy way out instead of like. I think that's the part that's gonna stay. Whether I'm wearing a suit or whatever, I feel like my sneaks gonna be the thing. I can't see myself with some fucking alligator skin. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, when you're trying to combine a suit with the proper shoe, it's I like think you gotta really... tailor the suit right that will fit well with a sneak. You know, mm. more likely not a high top sneak though. Exactly, because yeah. you're trying to wear a Jordan yeah. Five with the big ass tongue all in the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, shout out to Adidas, man. I'm I'm trying with these. I don't even know what the fuck these is called, but Adidas they hooping the shoes. Those are sambas. Adidas hooping shoes have been coming along. They came a long way. They Adidas. The hard, general, I think kinda. they dropped the um. They, they dropped the preview of the ant. The ant one. They ridiculous. Yeah, they yeah. look clean as hell, bro. They, I want those. Yeah, for sure. I want. Those shout out to sure. Adidas family, man. <laughs> yeah, they they got some they got some shit they got some real shit going on over there. I d- that might be the first like Adidas hooping shoe I actually go buy is the Ant Ones. I had some Donovan Mitchells back in the day. Mm. You had yeah, you had the Derrick. Oh, I did have the, the first Derrick Rose. Yep. I did. Yeah, you had some Dames. I thought. No, I don't have oh. any Dames. I for- those Derrick oh, Rose was so Donovan long. Mitchell, I, I had Dames. That's why I had. Oh, you had Dames. I had Dame okay. Fives. Were they comfy? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember. You know, I always keep like fucking six hooping shoes, even though I don't hoop. So all of them get like two two wears, and then I just never go back to it. I have like some staples. Have you wore those Hardens yet? Nope. Oh. Because every time I've hooped, I poop with y'all, and I don't want to wear the same sneaker just in case one of us four, another one of the four, want to wear mm-hmm. them too. I wore the Hardens the first time. You ain't have them. Yeah, I didn't. And I didn't wear them again because I feel like you was going to have them the next few times. Because I've been hooping in them, and they yeah. feel comfortable as hell. So I wore the Cobes. The only sneaker that I feel like hooping sneaker that I have that I feel like I got a lot of burn with is uh, Dwayne Wade's Way of Wade fives or sixes, the mustard ones. They're they're not a very good looking shoe, but they're the most comfortable hoop shoe I've ever had. Really, N- like no exaggeration. And he's with Lean Ning, right? Yep. I had a pair of Lean Nings once, and them motherfuckers were not comfortable. Was but it this the was like Turners? They, yeah, this was like when they very first started rolling out. Yeah, when they first started getting like American talent. Yeah. Um. And Evan Turner being the first one is fucking crazy, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Start somewhere. And now they got who? Do they got D'Angelo Russell or some he shit? Way. He would way away. Yeah. So, yeah, way of way had, I mean, I'm looking at all of them. They, <laughs> they ain't great. <laughs> um, way of way sevens for anybody that's wondering. Way of way sevens is the one that I have. And they, they are a very comfortable hoop shoe for me. And I have a wider foot, too. So, like, even, like, the Kobe Grinches I can't wear for a long time because they're so narrow. But the Wayway Sevens, I can't, you know, I don't Those wrenches be looking so sexy on so the court. So sexy, yeah. They do. So sexy. And you think about it, four years ago, you couldn't wear those because they had the policy where you had to wear the team colors. Oh, so yeah. So the only time you could wear Grinches was literally on Christmas Day, you know, which is crazy. Um, Now you got people wearing them every single It was the most hooped in shoe in the NBA this season. Fun Makes fact. Makes sense. Fun fact. Honestly, they just, I don't know, something about when people are wearing them, like, ooh, he got on the Grinches. Yeah. Like they just pop yeah. out, yeah. I remember people had think pieces about Bronny, and well, a lot of think pieces going on around Bronny right now after they're going to prom again. Um, but about his whole team having Grinches on, the whole team had a pair of Grinches, and they're like, "That was eight hundred dollars shoes. You're in high school. You shouldn't have eight hundred dollars shoes in high school." 
It's fucking Sierra Canyon. Everybody that goes to that school is filthy you can rich. Right. So it's like Nike contract. Did he even pay eight hundred? Yeah, he probably didn't even pay no, eight hundred. No. They probably just got sent to him. Yep. Um, <laughs> fucking friends with the Bryants. A lot of think pieces about teenagers, which is so weird to me. Yeah, we shouldn't overthink what teenagers are doing. Especially for we prom. I'm of the opinion we shouldn't overthink anything. Yeah. Twitter's not real. We shouldn't overthink teenagers. We should be so past the fact that black people and white people are going to date and create life. Yeah, I did that thing. Yeah. I created a life. Like, I don't get the topic anymore. Yeah. My grandparents did the shit in the 80s. What are we surprised for? <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Uh, like, no, I'm sorry. Not the 80s. The 70s. So, I don't understand why this is even a topic. Do y'all do that and then y'all go on, y'all go on Instagram and literally thirst over a light-skinned person who came from the same thing. It's mind-blowing. That's I why I keep understand. trying to explain to people what you see on Twitter and Instagram is not real life, bro. Yeah, no, it's like, not. That's like chronically online shit. For real. It, it really is. I don't go in a barbershop and people are having these conversations. At no. All. I don't go to a fucking barbecue. We didn't go to eat a cheesesteak and people were outside having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's literally... I, and that's why I tell people I'm on Twitter less and less these days because I'm seeing people wake up and they look for a problem and put it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. The way to get attention is to have a think piece and have a problem. Everybody in life right now on the Internet is trying to find a way to be offended. And I don't I live my life the exact opposite. So I, I don't enjoy being on Twitter as much because it's literally how can I be offended today? What can bother me today? Mm-hmm. What can be a problem? What can be negative? And, that, and I live and, and, my life in a problem. I want to say that's not to undermine the actual real life problems that we see. But like a lot of times it's the most random stupid shit. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. This has 50,000 likes. This this shit. But that's why I like the fact that there's multiple things. Because you can see people talk about interracial dating on a 17-year-old on Twitter. But then you go on another app. And literally, people are thirsting over interracial shit. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm going to just go over here and complain, but I really love it over here. <laughs> I'm going to just do what everybody else is doing, but it's really something over here. Every single one of those social medias have their own language. And Twitter's very think piece heavy. Twitter. Yeah. Let's, let, we're going to drag Ja Morant, but then we're going to go on Instagram and we're going to glorify the same shit that kind of parallels the same thing. Oh, we hate, we hate this. But oh, I'm, a, I'm loving the music that signifies the same exact thing. But I'm going to have a think piece on Twitter. But then I go on the same person I have the think piece and I go on Instagram and their story is them listening to the same music that's destructive to the youth and that the people follow. So it's a fucking <laughs> contradiction nonstop. It's the same thing with fucking uh, rich and broke. Oh, I'm going to go on here and call people broke. But then I'm also on this and I'm spending money on dumb shit. It's like, oh, now I want to talk about uh, financial literacy. But now I'm on Instagram showing you that I just spent 50 that my family just spent $50,000 on a prompts in the way. It, it's a contradiction. <laughs> it, it all they of it. on a prompts. That's crazy. You, bro. you see these prompts in the way. Motherfuckers got helicopters. I've Rolls Royce yeah. Phantoms. OK, I haven't been like, on, on those enough because I have never I haven't seen that. That's a shit that those are also think pieces now on social yeah. media where people are like, hey, when I have a kid, we're going to have fucking hot dogs and hamburgers and your ass going to prom. Yeah. It's like, what Did y'all do fuck? anything special for prom? Bro, we couldn't. No, I, yeah, we I didn't. Had to get on buses when he, and if my we, sister dropped me off at prom. My mama dropped my ass right off to say, bro. Yeah. We had to take a bus. Oh no, my sister just dropped me. No, we, we went to we took a bus to school. We took 
a ride to school, then yeah. we got on the bus. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so she dropped me off. Drop you off the prom. She, she dropped me off at the school. Yeah, you got on that big ass bus with the entire senior class. Yeah. So yeah, nobody. The bus ride was fire too. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. fun. It was it would it was harmless. Yeah. Dude, my sister's graduating eighth grade tomorrow, and it's Ugh. fucking weird, bro. Damn. She went on a lunch. She she went on her dance last night. Okay. Did they do like the eighth grade field trip? Right. She didn't. Oh, she didn't. They did. Suzanne's sisters Six in DC flags? right now. No, they they went to DC. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's when they didn't let us go on school trip. School yeah, trip. did you go to St. Louis? Or? Nope. They said that there were too many people on free lunch. That's oh, that's crazy. That's wild. We didn't go. We didn't go because we had too many people in trouble. That's uh, at the beginning of the year. They said there was too crazy. many people on free lunch, so they thought what? no one could afford to go. That is. So they crazy. took away all the trips. That's crazy. That's that is crazy. Bro. That's crazy as fuck, bro. I went to Gower, which is one of the richer schools in the district for the eighth grade year. And it was like four of us that didn't go on the school, like mm. the trip to DC. But they still made us come to school. And we just watched fucking movies for, for the whole week. We had, That's terrible. It's yeah, terrible, bro. Three, all year we was planning to have that trip. We had three crazy incidents and they said, yeah, this class is not going. <laughs> we had, this girl got jumped in the stairwell of lunch. Burr Ridge, because I know you didn't Burr. you didn't go. The circle one? In the in the center, right? Or are you talking about the one that goes up by the gym? Yes. Oh, that so, one, okay. With these dumbasses, this is how the lunch went. You have to go all the way to the lunchroom, which is downstairs and quote-unquote the last level. So it's like the basement. Mm-hmm. And to go back up, it's a hallway. It's a staircase. Mm-hmm. It's a door, and it's another door. This, the lunch teacher, the, the fucking gym teacher... He would be in there. He would dismiss you. But when you go in a staircase, there's no supervision. Later. And there's no cameras. Mm. So the girls would get dismissed first. And now the boys would get dismissed. So when we get dismissed, we go we going up to try to go. And all the girls are still there. They block this one girl in there. And like six girls is beating her up on the stairs. Damn. And that, that sent them off. Right. We yeah. had another one where in my class, in my English class, two people cut the phone cord. <laughs> there was a phone where if the kids are misbehaving or a fight happened, the the teacher just get the phone and it goes right to the big room, which is what people got sent to be when they was bad. Mm. They cut the phone line twice because we would have we were getting she had to call like once a day, so they just cut it. And so when we after all of these, and then it was like one more fight. So it was like three crazy ass. Why it's one thing to have a little fight or whatever. Uh, I think this one girl poured hot soup on the boy. Like, damn, on some J.R. Smith shit. Yes, literally. <laughs> it was like three incidents, and they say, hey, that St. Louis trip, you can forget about it. Y'all might not even go to Great America. That's crazy that they didn't just punish the people who were involved and just say, yeah, y'all can't go. They well, made Our F. Craig class was wild. Hmm. It was wild. I only got sent to the big room once. That's because Lavelle was playing. He threw a crayon. It hit me in my eye. I got up. I backhand slapped him. The teacher saw me, of course, sent us both. Luckily, he went to the court. We both was like, hey, we ain't got no beef. He hit me. I get him back. He said it, it wasn't shit. I said it wasn't shit. That's eerily to similar to something that happened to Kyron back in the day. What happened to Kyron? <laughs> we were in at the library, and a, a kid threw a book, and it hit Kyron in the face. Mm-hmm. And Kyron got up and beat the dog shit out of that kid. <laughs> and there was no beef? I don't I don't know uh, if it was ever beef, but I just remember Kyron getting hit with something that was thrown across. It wasn't intended to be thrown at Kyron, yeah. but it hit him. And he ain't want to hear none of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was I was already pissed because I was getting in trouble. Yeah. Because of my grade. So I'm in there now. I'm focusing up and he fucking around and he throwing some shit at somebody. And I remember saying, hey, don't hit me, bro. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do my work. 
And that motherfucker not only hit me, hit me in my eye. And I never, it was like a little yellow crayon. It was so little. I'm like, why the fuck do you even have this? <laughs> and I got up, I walked over there. <sighs> and of course, the teacher didn't see shit, but she saw the slap. <laughs> all the, the crayons going back and forth. She didn't see none of that. Just oblivious to all of that. But the retaliation is what they always see. And she's like, y'all go to the big room. We went down there. We was laughing. They're like, hey, man, it ain't shit. It ain't shit. It ain't shit. Y'all know who's in the big room a lot? Tyler. Yeah, because his, his mom, mom was in the big he, room. He did not care about getting sent to the big room. Big room. It was like he purposely would try. Kyra didn't, I mean, Kyra, Tyler didn't care about anything school related. And that's why he's in the military right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, school's not for me. I need to find some other way. So let's be a Marine. Uh, he's doing his thing. Shout out to our boy Ty. Yeah. Shout out to Ty Ty. You finna go see, see him? Or oh, that, that, is that not? He I said, d- "Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no! I forgot that he was in Sandy. I, at that moment, I had just forgot. But uh, he might not be there. Oh, so it's just it's not to go. There. I thought the whole point. To well, go. I do want to go see him if he's around. But like, if he can't be around, then I guess Jules will probably come with us. But I don't know if he'll be there. So that's what I'm asking. Yeah, was the plan to go there because he's there? Or? Oh no, the it was just like the backup plan to go there. We oh. were actually originally was looking at other places. Oh, but. Okay, see, I was under the impression that the whole thing was because they were there. Oh no! Okay, but uh, him being there is just a plus. Right, a plus. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, well, he put his time in to potentially be here for the wedding. So let's see if he ends up getting approved for that. Oh wow! What do y'all do about the suit though? Uh, he got fitted. Then oh. he went on the website and just put his measurements in, and then ordered it that way. Oh okay, that's fine. At least that's what he's supposed to do. Did he do it? I still ain't heard back from him. Mayhem. But that's what he's supposed to do. Because I don't think he's at home right now. It looks like he's at a base. Yeah, maybe. So. Not sure. He had somebody measure him with the iPhone. Uh, <laughs> measurement tape. Oh, they just dropped some mellow tees at Brand Scene. Mm. Hey, we appreciate y'all watching and listening to this episode through the wire. Our boy might get well soon. Hopefully, he's ready for Saturday's show so we can make. We weren't able to make fun of him. That's probably why he missed the show. No, we made fun about his older, his sin, why he got sick. He don't watch his ass. We oh, true, true, that. true. But I was talking about the Lakers. We said he was the worst dressing through the wire. Yeah. And he don't watch these episodes, so he'll never know we said those things. Uh-huh. Shout out to everybody, though, man. It's a big year. Much love to the big foe. That's all I'm representing for the rest of the year, this big foe. I didn't realize, this is so stupid, that our faces correspond with where we sit. You, there's no way you just noticed that. I swear that. to God, I just noticed that. Did you that. notice that I got a beard? I noticed that my hair is short, very short. Do you notice that I got a beard? I, I see that you got a beard now. Look at me. I got a beard. <laughs> I, honestly, your shit is connecting right now. In. It's coming in. Yeah, but that is like <laughs> yeah, that's like that's full. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, look at Derek Man- mayonnaise in his beard. <laughs> Piece of Philly uh, cheese, provolone, and fill in the beard. I'm mad we didn't get to go to Angelo's. That's one thing I am upset about. We could have, but you told me you didn't want another cheesesteak. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I did want something different. That Philly cheese they fucked oh. me up first night. And before we end, I'm going to make it my duty to one day we're going to go to Jenny's ice cream. Oh, it's one, it's one in Oak Brook. I would I would take you today. Okay, is it Jenny's ice cream in Oak Brook? Okay, bet. Because you wanted to go in Philadelphia. Yeah, the way you the way you was talking about it, it just sounded amazing. It is amazing. The only thing I'm going to say, like I, like I told somebody else, um. It's nothing that I would live on. Yeah. So it's like when it's hot, you always want ice cream. I'm not going there on some. Let, y'all trying to get ice cream today? Let's go there. But, you know. Occasionally, there, yeah, yeah. There, going there. Them flavors is good. But they don't have like chocolate and vanilla. Or just so like strawberry. Yeah, I'm yeah. not getting no fucking uh, 
powdered jelly donut every fucking day. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But um, yeah, we gonna end. My man's up here listening to music, <laughs> so I think that's our sign. All right, um, man. We out, bro. Appreciate y'all. Peace.